0: Hey guys, it's CDT season, and today's broadcast of the Trail Show is brought to you by the Continental Divide Trail Coalition, a 501c3 national nonprofit organization formed by passionate members of the trail community and working to be the leading voice in advocacy, stewardship, and protection of the CDT. CDTC invites you to visit their website, www.continentaldividetrail.org, to learn more about how you may support, participate, and share their efforts to protect and promote the Continental Divide Trail.
1: All right. So right out of the gate, we got a pile of mail about last month's opening bit, and I want to take a moment to address various allegations and accusations that have been leveled against me. A number of trail show listeners have stated that we did not actually call Donald Trump, and that, in fact, it was I that was impersonating his voice. We even had a listener go so far as to claim that I was Trump's fake press secretary, which I dispute unequivocally and emphatically. I'm not Donald Trump's fake secretary, and to prove this to the Trail Show Nation and my various accusers that I, in fact, was not acting as if I was Donald Trump on last month's show, I'm going to call him right now.
0: let prank on-
2: Hello.
1: Yeah, is H- this is this Donald Trump? Hello. Wait a minute, Dilo. Who is this?
2: Uh, that doesn't sound like Donald Trump. That sounds like Bill Cosby. No. Yes. It's Bill? Bill
1: Cosby. Yeah. Did we dial the wrong number? Uh,
0: Are you Donald Trump's number?
1: house? Are you at Donald Trump's house? Uh, I'm. I'm just
3: te- telling Donald about some stories from. Back in the time when I was
4: watching
1: wow. the TV and I had the Jello. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, somehow we have Bill Cosby on the line tonight. Hello. I wasn't expecting that. Who, who, who is this? Uh, this is Disco, P.O.D., D-Lo, and Clay from the Trail Show. Uh, the Trail show. Yeah. No, we were calling Donald Trump and you answered the phone. Donald's, uh, he's,
3: he's, uh,
1: is he ill disposed at the moment? Yeah, yeah. He's tied up. So you're, <laughs> <He's> <laughs> tied let me up. get it straight. Are you, are you answering his phone now? I, I, I,
3: I, did, I thought it was my phone.
1: <laughs> Duo. Um, well, what?
2: This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. We've got Bill Cosby on the line. What What would the Trail Show Nation want to ask Bill? I just think the Trail Show Nation is going to be very disappointed that we don't have Donald Trump on the line.
3: Well, the I, Trail Show Nation sorry, has...
2: I'm sorry, Bill. Died
3: up and... Uh, he, he, he not available for talking on the phone. And I the know, Bill, and, uh, but, the trail,
2: but Bill, you're a has-been. And the oh Trail oh Show oh Nation uh, just loves... Uh, has-been lo- a, has a what? Uh, yeah, you were. But... <laughs> The Treasure Nation loves Donald Trump, man. I mean, our listeners are are all about making America great again.
3: He's, he's making some other things great again right now. I mm, can't. No, get Bill, tied up.
1: <laughs> I'm, literally. Bill, if I may. <laughs> if I may, since we have you on the line, um, have you ever done any long-distance hiking? I went to the store a pharmacy. <laughs> oh, yeah? I got,
3: I got, I got some... Sedatives.
1: No, oh, no, bill, bill, please, I, I, please, I, I, man. Some pills. I know there's there's. But putting in the drinks. There's litigation you, right now. You may not want to. Does he have his lo- bill? Have you talked to your lawyer today? Are you sure you want to? I, I, I lawyer said I'm not gonna go to jail. Okay. Hey, thank
0: goodness <laughs> for that statute of
1: limitation. Uh-huh. So, is there <laughs> is there any way we might speak with Mister Trump? Uh, I see. Let me give me a second.
0: Donald, <laughs>
1: Donnie. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Bill
3: Cosby Donny, on the did line.
0: Did you hear that? He referenced him as Donnie.
1: Don, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Now wait a minute here. Wait a minute, <laughs> Bill. Wake up. Oh, did oh,
3: you oh, hold on? I'm trying to see if I can I can I can wake up the Donald.
0: Did you give him too many of those drinks there, Bill? Did you give she him ate a drink? the
3: wrong pudding pop? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I told him no don't eat don't eat the vanilla pudding pop and he said e- eat the vanilla pudding pop. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh no what's going on? Uh, I, I I I got I'm sorry I've got to go. with that. Thank thank you Trail Show. Thank you. I uh, oh no.
1: Bill, Bill should I start the show?
3: Uh but, why don't you just stop the show?
1: You're tuned to the Trail Show. Trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and
2: guts.
0: Que no fiesta.
2: It's the Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo.
0: What are you girls doing up here?
2: Mike D'Lo DiLorenzo.
0: Yeah!
2: And now, broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's the Trail Show. Yeah!
1: Oh, yeah. We are coming to you live from the Bobby Walters studio in Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district. It is The Trail Show, and we are live on the back patio of the DiLorenzo Stronghold. We are heard worldwide on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and at thetrailshow.com. The Trail Show has been downloaded over 450,000 times in 85 countries, Dilo. Prove it. <laughs> We would like to welcome all our new listeners, and thank you for stopping by. We've got Special Forty One back co-hosting with us tonight. Thank you, Special, for joining us once again. Absolutely, Woo-hoo. thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, looking dapper tonight.
5: Uh, d- did you notice the uh, the cufflinks? Oh wow, I had no those, idea. Uh, I did not. Those are actually the cuff- oh. functioning oh. compasses. No. no. Yeah. Good. Good.
1: Th- <laughs> wow, man, I can
5: navigate.
0: That's very James Bond of you. With my
1: (laughs) cup. That is very James Bond. And we've got a very special guest who drove 12 hours all the way from Idaho to join us this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, he was taping a special across the hall. In studio this month is veteran freight rider and recent Idaho Centennial Trail Thru Hiker Clay Woodward Jacobson.
0: Arriba, 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 papa!
1: Woodward, thanks for paneling with us tonight on the show. And we can't wait to pick your brain about tonight's Trail of the Month, the Idaho Centennial Trail.
6: Thanks for having me, guys. Excited to be on the trail show.
1: You bet. All right, D-Lo, Yeah. Or P.O.D. Yep. It's time to set the table. What are we going to be serving up tonight?
6: A buffet of surfaces.
0: Yeah, we got some, some really great trail news this month, I must say. We've got a yeah. really great Trail of the Month with our guest in-house we've got trips from the past month and i saw that Dila was posted on facebook today so i know he's got something to talk about
2: i posted on facebook today
0: i don't know i saw it maybe i just haven't checked i it don't out. know there's a picture of about. you with a kid of you wearing a baby oh yeah that, that actually whoa. happened Whoa, whoa whoa, whoa, um, whoa, 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 <laughs> yeah. whoa, whoa! i was gonna whoa, talk about that yeah. we're gonna try that trail line segment again do some calling uh we've got trail tip of the month uh itunes top five trail media d going to talk extensively ad nauseum about a book he read. <laughs> ah. We've got our mailbag and beer and ban- bandwidth uh, sponsor shout-outs. Beer of the Month, compliments of our Ititu- Idaho guests here. Iditude. Iditude. Well, you, you got to cool. have Does some Iditude <laughs> if Does you're going to have the that. Attitude. Right.
2: Does anybody say that? Uh, no. No, that's pretty Never neat. I just that coined one. it. I but think
5: y- you guys should go in on a business venture here yeah. and make <laughs> some... Uh, Let's make a good t-shirt.
2: That's really cool. Iditude. You've heard about Idaho. And why she, why Idaho wasn't was the only state that didn't send a representative to the Miss Eubonics uh, pageant? What,
7: what are you talking? <laughs> no, I haven't
2: heard but this. That's one. a joke from about like ten years ago when yeah. Eubonics was in vogue. But Idaho,
5: like, Idaho, nobody wanted to be yeah. Miss Idaho. Wait, yeah. a
1: minute. did you call
2: it Eubonics? I don't know. Yeah, it's, what did I, you? I think it's Ebonics? It Ebonics. Is it Ebonics? Yeah. I thought it was. Isn't it EU? Ebonics, ebonics, ebonics. You you, but you guys know uh, what ebonics is, right? Just
0: in know? case you didn't know, he's from Boulder. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we've got uh, ask a hiker with uh, slash landscaper with D dash Low. D <laughs> dash Low. And
2: and we uh, actually I've turned the tables a little bit on this month's ask a hiker. More to come later.
0: And oh. we might do a gear review. There's mm. a question mark there, so who knows? It's hard to
2: say. We, oh, we, we got go. we got some gears set up in the yard, and I think we should review it. Mm, good call. I it is right there. Well. Yeah. Before we and get into the madness, we got to talk about Airson's
1: sweet chairs. Mike Delonzo's beer of the month. month. Dilo, <laughs> what are we drinking tonight? You know, I, I, I know
2: you know everything <laughs> that's in that cooler. I actually ha- I have no idea. I have one beer here in front of me. It is quite good. It's a nice It's an IPA. Rustler IPA. From uh, the Payette Brewing Company, which I suspect is right, you got them right in, man. Based in Boise. Yep, Boise, Idaho, Garden Did you just say City. Boise, is that Boise? You, yeah. Boise, that's how you guys say it. They're that's how on I say it. they're oh, cool. on one eleven West Thirty Third Street in Garden City, Idaho, which I suspect is some sort of semi industrial district right outside of Boise. <laughs> they actually just opened
6: it's a new brewery about two days ago, right on the river. Oh yeah, Ooh. Ooh. so
2: I don't know if you just heard the him snake. say on the Snake. Is it on the Snake River?
6: The Boise River. Oh, it's the Boise River. Dilo,
0: I don't know if you just heard him say, now you've done it twice, he said Boise, we have... A brief conversation, Boise? but you continue to say yeah. Boise. Okay, well, chase
6: you out of town with pitchforks for the Boise.
2: Really? Ooh. Yeah, so, you, you, you got to say. It well, with well some you, just, hmm. you better just chase me over to Oregon. That's all I got to say. <laughs> oh my! <God. laughs> what about Washington? <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, chase Lord. me th- right clear through Oregon up into Washington. You got to say it perfect. with some
0: attitude. <laughs> if you say <laughs> with I, attitude, I think you guys are onto something
2: with this Boise. attitude uh, thing. The attitude is pretty cool, man. Let's copyright that tonight. I'm telling you, this trail show thing ain't making much money, but we could make. We could copyright attitude and cash in. I'm
1: buying the website tonight.
5: Yeah, do it. Yeah, During yeah. the first I, break. I, 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 It's perfect bumper <laughs> sticker. Get some attitude. <laughs> All right, Chamber of Commerce. I-do.
1: We should probably get into trail news, huh? And with all the news is fit to be heard, it's Mr. Junaid Daoud.
5: Junaid, take it away. Oh, will do. We've got some fun ones this month. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, a woman was reported missing uh, this week after she went hiking in the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains uh, and was reportedly found alive and tied to a tree.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And she was 67. Wait
1: a
5: minute. Is that that serious? It is not an Onion article. Uh, she was tied to a tree. Found tied to a tree. Yeah. But the
0: best part is the description of the assailant.
5: Yeah. So the the unnamed 64 year old woman was reported missing af- uh, near the Blue Ridge Parkway on Thursday after a friend called 911 in the early afternoon. The man is described as unkempt, white male, about 50 years old with salt and pepper hair and a scraggly beard, according to a National Park Service ranger. Oh um, man. Thank so. You. Yeah, and the suspect is believed to be wearing a light or faded gray short sleeve T-shirt, blue pants, or dark tennis shoes. And this is the best part: <laughs> he may have smelly must com- um, from going unwashed for several days. So basically, it could be a thru hiker. The what they're saying? <laughs> yeah, they're basically saying open season on thru hikers. They're tying people to trees out here. Was
1: this? Do we know if this occurred on the AT or just Blue Ridge Mountains? Is that? All we've yeah, got. It
0: just says Blue Ridge Mountains.
1: Good Lord, that yeah. sounds horrendous. <laughs> why?
5: So, I, and and no, no right. other details were offered. Um, yep. I, I haven't seen any follow-ups to this yet. Okay. Uh, oh, so I, we we don't know like what transpired to uh, <laughs> to to result in her being tied to a tree. But it's, uh, I mean, one can imagine it must uh, have been an interesting e- encounter. And that's all the info we've got. That's they, all we've got. Okay, that's all we've got. I'm afraid. Unless we've got some <laughs> sleuths out there that can uh, call in later and maybe tell yeah. us that they've, they've got some inside information or something. Was she so alive I've
6: when they found her?
2: Yeah.
5: She was. She was oh, alive okay. and well and simply tied to a tree.
2: Yeah, this happened to me once. That I'm aware
5: she was not smeared with honey or peanut <laughs> butter. or Guys, anything. guys this, no. has happened to me.
2: this has happened to me before. What do you mean? I, You've tied I went someone hiking. to a tree. No, no, I got tied to a tree. <laughs> I went hiking. On trail? Yeah, and I was, just, I was taking a nap uh, on trail. And then I kind of woke up with w- startled, you know, and all of a sudden somebody's like slamming me against the tree and tying <laughs> me against it. And yeah, after they tied me, I couldn't really see who they were because they had blindfolded me. But Did you after try they, using
5: your safe word. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, whoa! whoa <laughs> after whoa. they tied me to the tree, they just left. Okay. Ah, weird. Yeah. Was so it th- was weird. I, uh, I think some people... Did they smell me. bad? Uh, yeah, they did. And they had tennis shoes on.
1: Now, Dela, was this some kind of role-playing scenario? No, no. This okay. really happened.
5: This really happened.
2: Okay. In fact, it happened okay. a couple weeks ago.
5: Um, yeah. Next story. Okay. Janae- okay. Well, the, the, uh, the next one's a pretty great one, too. Um, there was a photo that went viral uh, last week. Uh, of a baby bison in the back of an SUV in Yellowstone National mm-hmm. Park. Oh my um, gosh! It ended pretty tragically. Uh, the baby uh, bison was euthanized after the animal <laughs> uh, refused after the turd refused to accept it back. So it's. Um, Why was pretty... it in the back of a truck? Some, some... So so the the deal is is that some visitors encountered a bison calf and put it in their SUV because they thought that it was cold. Uh, and was going to, you know, get in trouble in some way for it. so uh, they they drove it to a park facility um, and then uh, according to witnesses uh, they tried to get some help for this calf that they thought was in distress. So and
0: hmm. then when they when the park staff was trying to return it, I think the herd wouldn't accept it back.
5: Yeah, exactly. And so then
0: it was just by itself, and it could it was too young to take care of itself, so yeah. they had to euthanize it. Yeah. I think a better end of the story would have been if they had tried to do that and the mother bison had come after them. Uh, I I
1: thought you were going to suggest perhaps they euthanize the tourists that put the bison in the No,
0: I think it would be much better if they died because of the mother bison.
5: Yeah, I mean, it. it's. Uh,
0: Ramming oh, I, I the Oh, the
8: mother bison kills the, the, the baby bison yeah.
5: didn't go to waste. I mean, can you imagine Ooh, how delicious, delicious some baby bison yeah. how you, type would be. How oh, dare you, Janine. How dare you. lord.
2: Dude, you could chef that up at your restaurant. Man. You. Dude, you at your restaurant man. Oh, man. Yeah, you could, like, have veal. Uh, veal oh, the bison. also buco oh, you could veal, get oh. off of
5: a uh, little baby bison. Good lord. $30 a plate. I'm salivating right now. $40 a plate.
2: I mean, in any case, they were
5: ticketed for this because it is a. A regulation that you have to be twenty five yards from all wildlife and you're not supposed to interact with them and, and you have to stay a hundred yards from bears and wolves and such.
2: Um, I, I have
0: a question about this. Okay. Dilo, has it ever happened to you that you were on trail taking a nap and you woke
2: up in the back of someone's car? That has not happened. Oh, okay. Just I curious. just just got tied <laughs> to trees.
0: Okay.
7: Yeah.
5: Uh, what I what I really wish is that some video would surface of these people actually putting the bison into their car. Yeah. Because I can't imagine that was anything other than a comedic moment worthy of like a John Candy. You <laughs> know, oh <my> <laughs> it was uh, that's
6: that's pretty next level stuff. Woodward,
1: do do people put bisons in the back of their trucks in
6: Idaho? Is this? Uh, we don't have too many bison in Idaho. Okay. Um, maybe cougars. Oh, like, that's a good idea. You Not know, yeah. putting
1: one of those in your truck.
0: Little, yeah. k-
6: little kitty.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> put it in the back seat with your young child get
1: yeah. a photo get all a right.
2: selfie G- great idea dad
1: <laughs> all right Janaid. what's Moving what's on. next
5: uh so yeah the third story this month uh is actually um our our, our newsreader uh picked this up from pmags.com Ooh, yeah. what do you got
6: juicy is that so, a reliable news source uh st- I mean, yeah th- sure pretty much yeah
5: you know, not like accredited or anything. Or it's like not like the Huffington Post paid, or anything. But or. No. No. But I, I trust him. He's good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, apparently, uh, the National Park Service is uh, seeking some corporate sponsorship and partnership uh, with some companies like uh, Coca-Cola. Many of these government agencies are pretty cash-strapped these days, and so they're looking to the private sector to fill those budget gaps.
1: Won't that be a great idea? Wait a minute. The National Park Service is looking for Coca-Cola sponsorships
0: yeah snorkel posted something about this too not just coca-cola franchises franchise like corporate advertising uh,
1: what do you think this could be a
2: franchise opportunity yeah i would love to see a trail show uh frozen yogurt i'd love to see a trail show (laughs) restroom a trail show sponsored (laughs) restroom not far off the official cdt route in rocky mountain national park because Mm. i i feel that it would be great um marketing for us as well as providing the thru-hikers who are there late in the season a, uh, a privy A place, a place to a sleep. Place to so, so this bivy. might be an opportunity
1: for us to yeah. corporately sponsor the National Parks. We can like, get a
0: cool trail show uh,
2: toilet seat.
5: Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting
0: gender-neutral
1: yeah. yeah. toilet. Seat. M- maybe, yeah. uh, maybe.
5: <laughs> what if we put in a bidet? Ooh, wow. Wow. well, we.
2: Well, actually, uh, it just it does. It, it can be a pit toilet. It doesn't have yeah. oh, anything fancy, okay. but it's got to have space for be, two thermorests. It should. It should have space for at least two thermorests and it should be a heated restroom. Yes. Ooh.
0: Yeah. With a like lo-
2: with a door that locks from the inside. Solar. Yep. Solar heated. Solar heated door that locks from the inside, and it should have some sort of. Uh, uh, a backflow valve preventer, if you will, we n- we should probably invent such a thing, such that um, if somebody leaves the toilet lid open, the privy doesn't smell like. But you know death. what? Uh, if you're
0: getting ready yeah. to sleep in the bri- the the bivy, the know, privy, you don't care how. it we could we things could have got to be pretty bad for you to sleep in the privy. But we
2: could do people. I
8: don't a know. Favor. It just has
5: to be kind of cold outside. And yeah, the, it the, has the, to be pretty the, cold. And for the me. privy has to not smell bad. I mean, it, the the level of like when do you go and sleep in the bathroom is is really I think kind of depend. There's like a two things. How bad's the weather outside? Yeah. yeah. And how bad does the does yeah. the bathroom smell?
0: There's a point where those two lines cross if you yeah. plot them out on a. Okay,
2: yeah. so the trail show is actually in favor of these public-private partnerships yes, with the national. That's correct. As Park long Service. as we can get involved, and we want to sponsor privies. We want it for us. I think I don't
5: know about the CDT. Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. take a Coca-Cola and I sponsorship think the CDTC, at the trail
2: show. And, and in fact, I, I I was talking to Teresa about this earlier in the week, and I think the CDTC might actually be prepared to partner with the trail show in sponsoring a privy. Uh, for the sake of privy bivying near we'll the CDT. Oh, privy we'll, get, yeah.
1: we'll get our legal team in touch with their legal team and see if we can work this out.
2: I think it's a great idea. Okay, where That's were sweet.
1: we? Should I bring us back? Oh, whacking! Oh. Yeah. all right. Anything else this month, Junaid?
5: I think that pretty much finishes up the uh, the trail news. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa! And there he goes. He just ran out the door, ladies and gentlemen. He, he ran through Dilo's ah, fence. And he hopped over a fence. <laughs> he just jumped over a fence. We are outside tonight, it't ladies and gentlemen. The yard he looks great, great Dilo. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. You've heard about D'Lo's landscape. <laughs> I have, I have. Okay, this is good.
1: Yeah, we're, we're sitting here on the back patio. You're going to hear some ambient traffic noise.
2: Tomorrow morning, I'll give you a tour. Those And there by is. the way,
1: that ambient noise is not the sound of people pedaling bicycles in Boulder. That is ambient traffic noise on various roads.
2: Yes, because there is a four-lane highway probably not more than, I don't know, 400 yards away, 500 yards away.
5: If you will. Not very far. I away. mean, it is Boulder, so most yeah. of those cars are Priuses, but that's okay. true.
1: All right, well, look, let's, um, let's do Trail of the Month before we go to break. Sweet. And uh, I think we should get right into it, especially before we start to get into our cups a little bit, as it were. So we've got Clay Woodward Jacobson here tonight, who most recently hiked the Idaho Centennial Trail last summer. That is um, correct. And it was kind of cool. I posted, uh, we've been thinking about featuring the ICT for a couple years now. And I don't actually know of a lot of people that have hiked it. I I knew one guy personally, Brian Frankel, who hiked it in 08. And I wanted to talk to somebody who had done the trail more recently. And I I didn't know anybody. So, of course, when you don't know something, you throw it out there to the interweb. And the interweb got me in touch with you. Right. And you hiked the trail last last summer with your significant other?
6: Yeah, my girlfriend did about 450 miles. She did the big wilderness stretch. Okay. And she had to go back for school. And how long is the trail total? The trail's about nine hundred to a thousand miles. There's no straight number. I ended up with. I love it. I ended up with about a thousand sixty with some fire detours and stuff factored in there.
1: Okay.
0: Did you do it all in one season? Yeah. Oh, okay.
6: Let's start at
1: the origins. Um, yeah. We can't have this discussion without talking about Roger Williams and Sid Tate. Right. So these two guys, like what, back in the seventies or eighties? The eighties, yeah. They came up with this concept of the. I, of a trail through idaho right
6: well they i think they initially hiked uh west to east across idaho okay and then the next year they hiked south to north all the way across the state oh wow and um i don't think they had any intentions originally of turning this into a long distance trail but a few years later was the idaho centennial so they pitched the idea as a way to like showcase the state commemorate the centennial and it got picked up and turned into a trail in 1990 Okay. And since nineteen ninety I think I was about the eighth or ninth person to through hike it. That's incredible.
2: That is nuts, man. That That is almost a decade and a
7: half.
5: (laughs) So are there any kind of like guides for it or I mean what do you what did you use to, Uh, to navigate?
6: The official like the only official thing that's out is basically just a GPS track, like a printout of somebody's GPS track with very minimal notes. There appear to be some maps. I, I happened to be on somebody's website
2: yesterday, uh, Gotta Walk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if anybody knows her. Apparently it's a, she, she or he, it's a couple perhaps. Yeah, yeah it's Martian
1: Kim Powers. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, okay, that's Gotta Walk. Right, right, right. I actually remember that now. Um, they had some nice maps of the Idaho Trail. Not, not uh, detailed, but high level, which is great because with the high level maps, then you could go out and Get your your USGS maps online or download or what whatever you want to do and and you know plot plot the route there or something yeah. like that.
6: Well, the kind of the thing with the maps on this trail is there are maps available, but once you go out there and hike, um, the route doesn't really <laughs> exist on the oh, ground so all the time.
2: Can, can we talk about that a lot? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, well, hold up,
2: hold up.
1: on On your average day, back to this navigation thing, on your average day, when you we're walking. What What did you have in your hand? Did you have a GPS unit? Did you have a paper map? Did
6: you have right. something else? So I did carry a GPS. Okay. Used that a lot. I had the the maps available through Idaho State Parks and Rec, and then I had the large scale Forest Service maps. Oh, and, like the seven point five minute quads. Uh, larger like like the Ooh. like west and or north and south side of the Frank Church maps. Like oh geez, just in case we had to bail out somewhere, we could find a way to get to a road.
8: Okay. Huh.
6: And uh, in any given day, I would probably have to cross-check all three right. to find the trail.
0: Let me ask you another question since we're talking about navigation. I was curious about this. So, on the CDT, generally speaking, you're on trail for a while and then there's large sections with I mean maybe not anymore, but large sections without trail. But it's not like in the same day you would be like on trail for a mile, then off trail, then on trail, then off trail. So it's big swaths that don't have trail. Right. And I was curious if it's like that on the ICT and kind of an idea of how long those trailless sections are on average.
6: Right. So there's definitely large swaths of good trail and large chunks of bad trail. But basically, on any given day, you go into it, you know, expecting to do your 20 miles or whatever. And you could basically count on at some point hitting a, a little speed bump somewhere. Yeah. So that might just be a short section of connecting trail where you. You know, maybe you could follow the trail, but it's grown over or has been abandoned. And so what you end up doing is kind of making a lot of decisions. Like if you're on a good trail, following it, seeing where it goes, usually it wraps you back around. The maps haven't really been updated for this trail since it was created in 1990. So obviously things on the ground have changed a lot. And hopefully as more people start hiking this trail, get more consistent information coming in and get a map set you can trust as you're going out there.
2: So, the bushwhacking must have been intense at times,
6: at times, yeah, yeah,
2: because I, I tried to watch some of your uh, your video footage today i don 't think I made it too far through some of it, but i I, I did watch your interview with the TV station, yeah, right <clears throat> and I think at one point in time there was some video footage of you just kind of panning the camera around and it was just nothing but (laughs) it was just nothing but like aspens popping up out of nowhere it was just it was just so much greenery and i i couldn't really i was preparing dinner at the time so i wasn't paying all that much attention but i looked over and i was like whoa that's uh that's that's not easy hiking how often does that happen
5: like what's the percentage is kind of yeah. what I'm how much, bushwhacking. how much is tra- is like the good versus
6: how much is the Every bad? I would Every day. Good, a, uh,
0: bad, and non-existent.
6: So let's say the trail's like 900 miles as a rough guess.
0: Let's say 1,000. It's let's divisible it, by, okay, by 10. Let's say 1,000. Easier.
6: About probably 200 miles of that is road walking. Okay. Sweet. The f- first 150 is through the desert. Basically, it's like two-track ranch roads. So okay. n- you're not on a highway or anything like that. But there's a, f- a few little stretches of road walking. And would that be a L- little double-track trail, basically? Right, right. Yeah. Would
2: that be kind of flatlands, too? Uh,
6: very flat. Yeah, and hot. And extremely oh, hot, oh, yeah. sweet, dude. And there's no water. It's about a 90-mile stretch from the Nevada border to I-84, where you hit your first trail town. And uh, there's one water source Whoa, in the dude. middle.
1: Wait a minute, let's highlight that. He just said <laughs> a 90-mile stretch with one water source yeah, in it. Yeah, was that, was, was it, that the big tire you were sitting in the shade of?
6: Um, it's, there's a few little cow troughs out there. Yeah. Um, all of them were empty when I went through, just okay. muck at the bottom. And there's, on the east fork of the Bruno River, you're following Jarbage and Bruno Canyon, which is, which is gorgeous. It's about an 800-mile straight drop down to the, the Eight, river below. So you're not going to get water from there. 800 feet. Getting down there is not easy. Yeah. yeah. So there, there is options for more water sources, but it's like five miles and a thousand feet down. Yeah. Well, so dude. At, yeah. When you're trying to push through the desert, for me, I found it was easier just to like carry as much water as I could and just rip through. Yeah.
0: Well, and if it's 90 <laughs> miles, you could do that in, depending yeah. on what kind of shape you're in, you know, two, two and a half days, three. So you only have to carry three days of food. So it's not that much food, right? I mean, it's just the water right. weight.
1: Right. So before we I want to talk about that 200 miles of road walking because any time... Wait, wait, wait. Before we talk about the 200
2: miles of road walking... Yeah, we still want our answer.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 200 miles
2: of road walking. Oh, yeah, we didn't even get our answer. (laughs) I was all excited about the 90 (laughs) miles of like how much water do you have to carry for 90 miles? Yeah. I was excited about that. So
6: like probably about 200 miles of road walking. And then I would say 600 miles of pretty decent trail. Too, too good trail. And then the rest ranges from brushy and you know getting scraped out by the the bushes to just completely hellacious. Yeah. <laughs> so twenty
0: percent is bad.
6: Yeah, I would say and and that's Rough that's spread bad. out in little chunks. You yeah. know you might hit a little bit every day. There's only there's only a few spots. There's like one eight mile push through very dense brush that I mean, it's like more like being a linebacker than a hiker. You're like actually pushing your way through it, and then uh, off the middle fork of the Salmon River, Marble Creek. Yeah, uh, it's about a 25 mile hike in up the canyon, and I would say 15 miles of that trail is obliterated. Ooh, so and obliterated means trees have fallen over it. There's it means like you you could see signs of old trail work yeah. about four feet down below yeah. underneath the blowdowns. <laughs> yeah. So you're crawling over blowdowns, yeah. Wow! And so, just so that's uh, always a lot of fun.
2: Everyone knows
1: the trail starts. Well, it starts or finishes depending on which direction you go at the Canadian border and at the Nevada Nevada border. border. Yep. Okay. What direction did you go, and what direction do most people go, or would you recommend? Or
2: or most, what direction did those other eight
6: people go? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I went northbound, and I would say. 90%. I know Brian went southbound. Yeah. Um, there's a couple trail runners that are going to take a shot at it, and they're going southbound. Wait, wait, this wait, wait, wait,
0: wait. Trail runners, they're going to run through that brush.
6: They're going to try. Good luck. Yeah. Ooh. No Ooh. fastest known times or anything. They're going for it. No FKTs, <laughs> the FK, uh, Me
2: and Mags. Me and Mags. Mags is going to move up that way, so I'm going to go uh, visit. How, how him. long did you take We're going to do, do it.
6: it. Uh, FKT, me and Mags. It Max. took me
5: two and a half months. Um, That's actually the fastest time that I've heard of. I think you have the FKT.
6: You have FKT. All right. No. Oh, wow. All right. Two months? Two
0: I, months? Back. I actually
6: think. miles? Two and a half months. Really? Okay. But I, I actually, this was my girlfriend's first hike, so mm-hmm. we did, we kind of had to adjust and slow down our pace a little oh, bit. Oh, here we go. I brought oh, a no. woman, so I had to <laughs> slow
0: down because I had a woman hiking with me. No, he oh, said okay. a first timer. Uh-huh. Yeah.
6: I,
1: I saw him walk right into that knee.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I see what the attitude is all about. Oh, oh
1: wow, wow! Bringing it around. It's getting warm in here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's getting warm. Okay, where I think were I we? Pour some more beer. Um, here. Yeah. Oh, so so so. Well, which which direction do you recommend people go? Would you say northbound was good? Was that a, a good idea?
6: <laughs> um, it kind of depends. Like going northbound, I would say I would recommend get the de- desert done early in the season. Uh, yeah. And you got kind of a short window because you go right out of the desert into the Sawtooth, which is the highest point of the trail. So you got to time it just right before the desert starts baking. And, you know, once you want to get to the Sawtooth once the snow's melted off. So, it's,
0: it, What about, could you flip? <coughs> you could, could you do the desert and then flip up north and hike south?
6: <clears throat> yeah, you could. And And we actually ended up doing that. We had to pull out of the desert our first time through. Um, it, was just a heat wave it was too hot. Bo- yeah, heat yeah. wave broke, and it was like 115 degrees out there. So we were carrying like 40 pounds Ouch. of water. So now, now, did you go to the annual? <laughs> well, that was actually my girlfriend's first day of hiking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, so we pushed ahead a little bit to where there was water and trees, and then I came back and did the desert in September.
2: So, so your, your strategy for this 90-mile stretch of desert was, I'm going to carry all of my water.
6: Well, the first first time out, we, we cached water, okay. which, oh. which was not easy. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. like a one dirt road that takes you out to the trailhead. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's 90 miles of dirt road. Oh, my God. And to get to the trail, you're doing either like <gasps> 15 or 20 miles out on the little ranch roads. Hiking. So, so you basically need like that's – we're taking my diesel truck out there. Uh-huh. You need a high-clearance four-wheel yeah. drive vehicle to actually yeah. get to the trail. Um, so cash and water, wow. cash and water, if you're doing it when it's warm is necessary and it's not easy.
1: So the, the Southern terminus of the ICT is a 90 mile dirt, r- dirt road drive in,
6: um, f- from the, from the way that we did it to follow the trail. Um, you can't take a highway around, like around towards Jackpot, Nevada and come in that way. Okay. Um, but that's, that actually takes just as long from Boise, from where we're at. So. Wow,
1: I'm just trying to think like southbounders that finish at that southern terminus. Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you might, might want to pre the helicopter well ride. Yeah, Just right. keep walking. Yeah, Just yeah. walk somewhere. Just keep going. Wait, walk
1: into Nevada? What yeah, are you going to yeah. do then? I don't know. Walk <laughs> to, burn, walk to Burning
2: miles, Man. Dude. You know? <laughs> would, why wouldn't you connect the ICT to Burning Man?
6: <laughs> the Black Rock I, Desert. Actually, I think Zoner's doing that right now. Oh, I bet he is, dude. Trail, not he? Yeah. No,
2: the Hot Springs Trail does take in the ICT, correct? Some of it. Loosely, Some of it loosely? Okay. So yeah, because uh, I suspect that Zoner's going to take like two or three years to finish his trail, <laughs> and uh, all those soaks, <laughs> all those soaks. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, all right, let's get
0: back to the ICT. All right, whatever.
2: All right, I've got it. I've Zoner,
0: yes, yeah, go for it. Enjoy it, your hike,
1: uh, Woodward. Did you go to the annual Day Zero? Idaho Centennial Trail kickoff party. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I was the
6: only one there. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: Wow. Nice. So it's just starting. Huh? Wait. Just yeah. What did you, wait, what wait, did wait, you wait, find wait, the wait. mood to be like?
0: Uh, d- did Matt <laughs> show up to give a water talk? No, he did not. <laughs> oh, man. How did you survive?
6: I, I heard he couldn't find the trailhead.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Man. Okay, let's go back to this can road we, guys, walking Guys, can thing. we be a little bit more serious about this trail? This yeah, is a very on. interesting trail, and I think our listeners would like some serious... I information. Agree. I mean, there sounds like there's just so much variety. You've got this 90 mile stretch of desert in which you need to carry 90 miles worth of water. <laughs> um, w- and, by the and, way, what and is have that? Have your friend drive you in a four wheel drive truck 90 miles down a dirt road to get you to the trailhead, which all just sounds completely ridiculous. But it's amazing. And then after that, you've got the longest stretch of wilderness in the lower 48. Is that correct? Uh, is yeah. that High right church?
0: after the first part?
6: Um, not directly after. You okay. hit the Sawtooth Wilderness. Or, well, first you hit the Sawtooth National Forest, which is beautiful. The trails can take a turn on you, definitely. But um, then you hit the Sawtooth Wilderness area, which is like a highlight of Idaho hiking. Just absolutely gorgeous. Mm. Big granite peaks, alpine lakes everywhere. I think there's over 200 lakes in the in the Sawtooth. How, wow. are the, how
0: are the mosquitoes how I was just going to ask that. Yeah.
6: We had like one week of mosquitoes which wasn't too bad. Yeah, that's not bad. That's it's, not bad. it's cold at that's, night that's, I suspect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Stanley, which is uh, the north end of the Satus is almost every day the coldest place in the country so huh. Ooh. Ooh. it stays cold there all year round. Yeah. Like awesome. down, down in the 30s even in the mosquitoes middle of Mosquitoes just can't get believe. any water I love freezing that. leg up. No water freezing now.
0: Um I have a question about because I know that it's pretty remote and um, I'm curious about the food carries. Like, what was your longest food carry, and then what what was kind of, like, the average food carry?
6: Right. So, that's kind of what sets this trail apart. Um, It is, like, just a 1,000-mile hike, which is kind of short, but it's definitely a long 1,000 miles. And um, to do the resupplies, you do your your normal post office thing. But as you cross the Frank Church, which is a 300-mile... It's it's the Frank Church and then the Subway Bitterroot Wilderness, which are just separated by a dirt road. And in, in 300 miles... That's the only dirt road that you cross. Oh my god, that's incredible! Wow. And so, so what there is out there is on the uh, you go down, you hike sixty miles down the middle fork of the Salmon River, which is a big rafting river and uh, a wild and scenic river corridor. <clears throat> Hang out with rafters, get rafting trail magic, but you got to get your boxes flown in to the uh, like backcountry ranches that have been grandfathered into the wilderness area. So, well, I bet that's see. How much does that cost? It it actually. I was afraid that that was going to be cost prohibitive, but there's a, a mail plane that flies out of oh. McCall, yeah. um, which we actually have some McCall brewing Ooh, beers here yeah, with us. Yeah. Uh, ah. it's just, it, they fly around to all those ranches once a week, and it, it costs me 20 bucks per box. Sweet. To get the boxes it, flown that's out. Nothing. That's amazing. No.
2: That's amazing. Well, I that
5: mean, is... I think you'd pay more to send a box just about
6: anywhere with the USPS.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. So you send a box, and is is that right in the middle of that 300 or roughly in the middle of that 300?
6: Uh, The first, so, yeah, the way it breaks down, the first one is uh, an er, Indian Creek Guard Station, a river-checking site where they tie in with the rafters. And uh, that's about 60 miles in. Then you hike. You basically hike from the middle fork of the salmon to the main fork, which is uh, about 100 miles of complete wilderness. Like, I mean, when you're out in the middle of it, you're probably... Fifty, sixty, seventy miles from even the closest road wow. Let alone a town or anything and like the, that. And
2: these trails are are decent back there, S- semi-decent, still exist, can be followed. Um,
6: sometimes they, they run the whole range, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And and you said that like it sounds like maybe twenty miles is like about what someone could expect to do, maybe, or is that ambitious for that?
6: Um, yeah, I mean it can be done, yeah. Most people that have hiked it have done it twenty to twenty five miles, just yeah. like I guess a typical through hike but
5: did you see many people out there as day hikers or or weekenders in some of the more i mean obviously not in the middle of the three hundred mile stretch but in in other areas did you actually see many in in my hikers? entire
6: in my entire two and a half months on the trail I saw one solo backpacker, and one group of Boy Scouts. Oh, my gosh.
1: This is amazing.
0: going back to the food carry, so what was your longest food carry? Uh,
6: The longest one was 140, something like that. Mm.
0: So like anywhere from... Five to seven days or something day. like that, depending on where you are. Or
1: five to ten days,
6: depending
0: yeah. on how many miles per yeah. day. Yeah, it's
6: like, I think the eight, eight days was probably one of the longest ones. Okay, that's and, not too bad. But we carried extra just because there's no information on trail conditions. And yeah, for sure. Like you don't, <laughs> yeah, you are you long ways out there. You don't there. know. Yeah.
0: And then, so my next question about that is, Oops. what is the longest section where you're just doing your mail drops with no option to buy other things. So like you talked about a check station and then there's another station. So I'm getting the idea that like, okay, I'm going to hike into this area and in 60 miles I'm going to get a box and that's all I get. I can't buy chips. I can't buy soda. Yeah. I can't buy a burger. And then 140 miles later, I'm going to be at a ranch where I can get my box and that's it. So I'm just curious how many of those stops do you have in a row where you, c- we only have access to the food in your box.
6: well, the, the ranch is kind of very, some of them are guest ranches that uh, okay. cater to the rafters. So they do serve food, um, but it, uh, they're not expecting hikers. They're not, right, they don't right. know what a through hiker is. You know, they don't know what the Idaho Centennial Trail is. So you kind of have to get a hold of them ahead of time. Yeah. Let them know a box is coming and that you're going to be, be showing up there. Um, but basically, yeah, once you, you leave Stanley, which is a, a beautiful town, north end of the Sawtooth, they have a small grocery store there. It's just a little touristy town. You go into the Frank Church, pop out on a highway three hundred miles later, and then and there's no town anywhere near where you come out. So it'd, it'd be I think a forty mile hitchhike or so to the closest yeah. town where you could get resupplies, and then it's probably another one hundred and fifty miles till you hit uh, I ninety. Okay, the Coeur d'Alene Valley up there. Yeah, and and there's some resupply nice. options there. See,
0: I really like, especially after hiking the TA, I really love the idea of like okay we're going to go 300 miles and pretty much we're just going to like be, we're just going to have this food that we ship to ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I really like the, the remoteness aspect of that.
1: I, I like something you just said, which is, um, you if the people you encounter, they don't know what a through hiker is. They don't know what the item centennial trail is. When I talked to Brian Frankel about this trail five years ago, he said the exact same thing and nothing has changed yeah. in, in five years. And I think, you know, in time that will change right you know people i, I actually
5: hear that cheryl straight is writing a book about <laughs> every hike that she did so i and think
1: Squatch yeah. is
0: filming there next summer oh, oh boy
5: yeah, so. oh boy but 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 it is cool that there
1: are still long hikes out there where people don't know what a thru hiker yeah. is mm-hmm. yeah. you know there there is no and people don't even know what the you can tell them i'm hiking the idaho centennial
5: trail and they'll just kind of look at you like what well, good for mean? you. Right. <laughs> I don't and know what I, that is. I also, I also really like the fact that it's, you know, it, it it was sort of a string together of pre-existing stuff and then also kind of a made-up deal, too, right? And I think that that's, uh, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm biased because <laughs> this is like I did one of those. But, I mean, like, right, I right. I really think that that's, that's a, a, a great thing it's like in recycling. distance backpacking is you can... You're not limited to just the trails that are that are appointed, you know, I mean, you can you can choose your own adventure with a lot of the the sort of web and network of trails throughout the wilderness areas and, and throughout the country. So who is maintaining
1: the Idaho Centennial Trail at the moment?
6: That's a good question. Uh, you. <laughs> well, um, so since I've done my hike, I've been kind of trying to raise awareness and right. and tell people about the trail and that it's out there and, and try and find some more hikers to come take a shot at it. And uh, I've actually teamed up with um, the Idaho Trails Association and the Selway Bitterroot Frank Church Foundation. And then also I've been getting some support working with Idaho Conservation League. So putting together kind of a network of people that are interested in... in You know, what we experienced out there and bringing, you know, kind of my focus is getting more people in Idaho to go out and have that through hiking experience because it's just it's not really part of the the Idaho backcountry scene at this point. Right. But we have this just gnarly trail that, you know, there's no other way to come out of it other than with a great appreciation for the wilderness. And Idaho has so much wilderness, like it's almost unbelievable once you're out there hiking. It's,
0: It's like the opposite of Iowa. (laughs) <laughs> Which is a lot, lot less flat. Well Good. no, it's like if you look a map um, a map a map of the United States and then look at a map that shows public lands, like if public lands are in green, look at the state of Iowa. Zero. There's nothing there.
6: And how much do you think Idaho would have? I think Idaho's like ninety percent or something yeah, like that. Wow, that is incredible. And I
0: wanted to ask too, so the the idea is you have to wait for the snow to melt just like all the trails mm-hmm. in that part of the the country. So I'm curious. If you're going northbound, and let's say, f- just forget about the desert part. Don't even worry about that because maybe you tack that on
6: at the end or whatever.
0: What's the earliest, I mean, I know it depends on snowpack every year, but what, what what would you say is the window for when you want to start at that first wilderness? I
6: would say by the end of June. Okay. The mountains, so are, begin- the so mountains like, are like, like Colorado. And
0: yeah. what about if you started from the northern part and went south? Would that be an earlier start date? Later. Uh, later, much later. Later, yeah. Okay.
6: probably probably start end of july august
0: but the the southern wilderness is the one that has the highest point in it right and what is the highest point
6: uh 9400 oh, okay something
0: okay like that. yeah so it's it, not it, extremely it's like glacier
6: high. do you know what the uh sort of the average elevation yeah. of the trail is so 9500 is the high point um the low point is like 2000 or so on the salmon river and i'd say for most of the time you're between five and seven something like that okay, okay. favorite trail towns well, there's not many. Okay. <laughs> um, Top three. We stopped in at Atlanta, Idaho. Uh-huh. Which, really? Awesome. Which uh, is a town that's like 60 miles out of dirt road. So it's a real, real deal mountain town. Yeah. Um, just just yeah. like Boulder. <laughs> yeah. yeah kind, of the, kind of the same vibe. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they had beer there, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, but most people, I think, get there by bush plane. So it, it's that far dude, out. dude, bush planes.
2: Nobody, wow. not, not too many people think about taking a bush plane anywhere. Yeah.
5: I mean, there really aren't many places outside yeah. of Alaska that, yeah, you, exactly. that you do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, there's a couple places
6: in Washington and a couple in Idaho, and that's... Idaho actually has a big backcountry uh, pilots um, community. So throughout the Frank Church and the Selway Bitterroot, there's a lot of airstrips that are grandfathered in. So it's it's kind of like... You know, you got these big wilderness pushes, but you show up at these places and you might get a steak and a six pack of beer. So it's like you can't count on any of that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, just like on any trail, it has a, a way of happening. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, you, you interact with the rafters, pilots, rarely the Forest Service when you come across some of them. But so what was one of the best uh, sort of trail magic experiences that you had? Uh, we hit the Selway River in the Selway Bitterroot Wilderness. Um, some rafters were setting up camp right as we crossed the river on a big bridge, and you know we kind of hunkered around, you know, like <laughs> yeah, we, know, in the we, know. we, we know. You know, we know, this. we know, you're talking know what you about. Do. And uh, first thing they say is, "Hey, it's a uh, fajita night. You guys sticking around?" Oh and my so, God. we are now. So like a lot of these river trips are high dollar for sure, big oh, yeah. big events, you know. So. Um, People yeah, they're, gr- from they're grilling over. steaks all, all over the world yeah. to float Julius the Idaho wow. rivers. Yeah. So did you get steak? Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: my God. That oh, is man. incredible. Nice. Yeah, Bread out bait. in the middle of nowhere. I mean, even on a weeknight for me, that's incredible. Like, I can't even imagine in the middle of the <laughs> of Idaho on that's, a thru hike. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. They're like, yeah.
0: "Hey guys, it's tofu fajita night. Are you sticking around? We've <laughs> <You laughs> got I, some I would, spirulina.
2: I would too. I would. It's vegan
1: of... seitan fajita yeah. night. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you <laughs> just do it.
2: You just do it, man. I want that of protein. Of man. course, of <laughs> course, of course, you would. You'd
6: be well, stoked. Yeah. yeah. My my last night on the trail after I'd finished, uh, I hiked back towards where I was supposed to meet my my ride and. I, got, I met some, a family who invited me in to have dinner, and they were vegetarians. Yeah, I, I didn't cool. say no. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, of course <laughs> I,
2: I have a question about some of these really large wilderness areas. Were you ever nervous? Did you ever oh, feel yeah. like, I'm like about to go out on this 150-mile stretch on trails that aren't visited regularly, and... There ain't nobody there in Grizzly for, Country. In Grizzly Paris. Country, yeah. and, and I got I got eight days of food, and I hope I can make it out in eight days. And if yeah. I don't, there ain't many roads I can yeah. you know take a right or left turn to get to. What What are you? How did you feel about all that?
6: It definitely is something that weighs heavy on your mind. Like it's it's wilderness that you could definitely feel. Mm. And there, it's you're right. There's like there's not a lot of outs. So you basically have to do your planning and commit
0: could you be rescued back there if you had a plb and you pressed or it, a like something device. happened if,
6: if you had a, a way to communicate yeah Yeah, okay, uh, so. but nobody's going to right pass no of by. course
0: of course of
2: course nobody's coming by on the trail no <laughs> yeah. maybe next year so your naps, <laughs> your, <laughs> naps
6: oh, your naps your wow. naps are going
2: to be uninterrupted Def- definitely <laughs> yeah. so nobody's it, tying so it, it a tree given on that trail.
5: given that it was that remote did you log any naked miles um
6: he hesitates no i I, I don't think i did hike naked on the ict but i did on the at and pct
1: Uh, Uh, so i'm guessing that cell phone service is incredible out there on the ict huh
6: yeah your cell phone will turn (laughs) on about three times (laughs) for the entire thousand miles (laughs) (laughs) outside of atlanta which
1: you said was a, a very nice trail town visit were there any other trail towns that were memorable, or, or better yet, were there any that had breweries? Did were you able to to stop in and get some good beer
6: anywhere? I brought some Wallace Brewing, yeah, which, which is a a cool little town. The, the trail actually passes through Mullen, which is six miles away from from Wallace, but there's a, a rails to trail trail to get to Wallace. Okay, so Wallace Brewing um has has some great beer, and then further north there's Sandpoint, which has yeah. A, quite a bit of beer culture there. Okay, um, Stanley has has some breweries there. There's Sawtooth Brewing in the Sun Valley Ketchum side of the Sawtooth. But if if you want some good beer, uh, you're going to have to work, work, for work it. to get it. Yeah.
1: Okay. And I tell you what, before we go to break and wrap up this conversation, can you talk a little bit about the website you've developed the, about the Idaho Centennial Trail?
6: Yeah, the website's just a part of me trying to get some good, reliable information out there to for the for the people that are prepared to do a hike like this, um, Idaho so Centennial Trail, Idaho dot Trail dot org. Okay, it's still under construction, just like the trail. Um, yeah, work in progress. Yeah, so there,
0: there's some links that don't work, just like sections of the trail that don't have trail. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> <laughs> sections of the exactly. trail that don't work.
6: <laughs> but there's a lot of route information. The the trail sections um, page is is probably where the most info is. The meat and potatoes. So it's route info, resupply info, addresses. Um, Stuff like that,
1: and is there anything else about the Idaho Centennial Trail you want to get out there that we haven't asked you yet? Podse, yeah, wait, I still have some questions. Okay, I know we're trying
0: to wrap it up because we can't do this all night, but I fascinated and i'm planning because you know all good and snorkel and i are going to hike in 2017 so hey you're going to hike the ict Ah, i think we're going to hike part of it disco's got to work disco's got
2: to work no
1: maybe i take that summer off so
0: 2017 is what we're looking at i really want to get out there so i I have a couple questions about the bear wolf thing okay and yeah you know we we've all hiked in grizzly bear terrain but i feel like um It didn't weigh on my mind that much, and I don't know if it's just because every bear encounter I've ever had has been fine, and that's with black bears, but um, there definitely is a part of me that's curious about that piece in in Idaho, and I guess the wolves too, but I guess I've always lived with this idea that when you go to places that wild, there's enough food that it doesn't matter, Right. but I don't know, know, maybe you could speak to that, like did you see bears, and did you see prints a lot, and... And, and you live in Idaho, so, you know, are there frequent encounters with humans and bears and wolves? And, you know, just speak to that a little bit.
6: Well, I'll say that I didn't have any negative encounters with any animals, like barely even any rodents or anything like that. Oh, nice. I, I did see bears and wolves. There are a lot of cougars out there. The only time it really started playing with my mind at all is in the very heavy overgrown sections. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there there's places where you're like pushing your way through the bushes, you, got, you open up a little spot with your trekking pole and then there's a half-eaten elk, you know? <laughs> <laughs> sure. And like, you know, like you could tell oh, the predators man. are around and the conditions are such that you can't really do anything. Like, you couldn't run if you wanted to. Well, and you wouldn't you know? want to.
0: Anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a bad
6: yeah. idea. So, but, but it's just like, you know, the, it kind of closes in on you and yeah, the animals are out there, but... I mean if you if you're you shouldn't be out there if you're not comfortable did, with Did that. you make noise? For sure. did a you lot make of noise, no- yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Hey bear. Coming and and through. I was not carrying a so, gun. So hey, I so hate I have these I God have kind of an unrelated leads. question.
5: Ah. Did did you do it? Did you do any foraging out there at all? No. Okay. No. You, uh, you could.
6: There's tons of huckleberries. Yeah. Um there's I mean if you want to fish, some of the best fly fishing rivers in the world.
0: All right. I just, I wanted to ask about that. Bear spray. I was just curious.
6: Uh, my girlfriend did carry bear spray, I didn't. Okay. How about You're just c- gonna fight him off with
0: your Wait, bear wait, arms? wait, wait, wait. The sixty four
2: thousand dollar question Did you carry a gun? You already said <laughs> no. You already said no. No, oh, oh, no I did not. Uh, wait, when when did he say no? Just now, like oh.
0: one, thirty seconds ago. No,
6: stop it. I was no. <laughs> I was paying attention thirty seconds ago. Uh. Well kinda of, kinda of my thinking with that is if you have a close encounter with a bear and you're like the way that I do it is I look at the bear and try and read it and give it space and back away, you know, res- right. respect to animal. If I have a gun on my hip, I'm thinking, do I have to pull my gun and shoot this bear? And the bear's looking at me like, is this guy going to kill me? You yeah. know? So if you cut the gun out of the equation, there's only, I don't want to mess with this bear. Yeah. 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 Well, so, and
0: I think the thing with guns is that if you don't kill the bear on the first shot, you're pretty much dead, I think.
6: Yeah.
5: Well, so, and there's not, a, there's not many guns that you're going to carry on your hip that is actually going to take down a bear yeah. that's charging you.
6: And and the animals out there, it's remote enough where, you know, these aren't animals that are, right, a, a used to campsites yeah. and stuff like that. You know, they they don't see humans.
1: You know what they say, sometimes you eat the bar, sometimes the <laughs> bar eats you.
0: Did you what did you carry for bar, for your food? Lebowski, anybody, nobody. Did you yeah. carry did I you carry an op sack okay. or an sack or a no, just anything? like a little
6: cedar summit bag that we hung when we felt okay. felt like we needed to, but there's there's some like especially the frank church and some of those deep wilderness areas they don't fight fire out there anymore so there's some huge burn areas um and especially in those sections it's hard to find a good limb to hang a, a food bag so
1: do you you brought up something there how aware do you need to be of the current wildfire situation in idaho as an ict through hiker
6: well there. There's no Idaho Centennial Trail Association ish- <laughs> right? issuing fire reports or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, but, on my hike, I got derailed by fire. They Okay. The, 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 last year was a big, big fire year. So all the crews were out, uh, especially like out around John Day, some of those huge fires out there. The Coeur d'Alene forest caught fire, and they didn't have anyone to send there. So they just shut down the entire forest. Wow. So I ended up doing like an 80-mile road walk around the forest. Yeah. Through Montana, Clark Fork Valley is still beautiful, but Yeah. yeah. for Cruis-, sure. cruising down the highway. Dilo loves road walking. I do. Yeah, I mean road walking is so awesome. <laughs>
2: Especially when you're bakes like Dilo is all oh, the time. I mean, <laughs> I, didn't you say last month that's all
1: you really do now? Dude, I
2: just I just eat like edi- I just eat a couple like of edibles <laughs> and I just go out on the 4 lane highway here and you know, it's okay to and you walk. you walk in the middle, right? No, I don't walk in the middle. I walk in the shoulder and the shoulders are 6 to 8 feet wide. And I just put on my headphones and just walk, man. My back to traffic. It's awesome. It's awesome. I walk like oh, four miles right. to work on the. We're highway. derailed again. We're, we're, let's, let's bring it <laughs> whack back. Whack it. Whack it. All right.
0: Well, I could ask you a million more questions, but I know we're trying to wrap up. Well, so,
6: anything else you want to get out there? So, so what I've been doing is trying to raise awareness of the trail, trying to get yeah. people interested, trying to pe- trying to get people to start supporting it, and like groups like the Idaho Trails Association, they are sending work crews out this summer. There's like four. Four or five big work projects scheduled on the trail um there's more than one through hiker showing up so that's a new record you know oh really you know but you
1: know that there's a couple gonna yeah i've
6: been talking with i mean i've been fielding emails from everyone that is interested um clay at idaho centennial trail.org if you're interested in doing the idaho centennial trail perfect i'm happy to talk to anyone about it so raising that awareness it's definitely happening It's, it's kind of that culture in through hiking right now where people are logging a lot of miles looking for new hikes getting out into new places going a little bit more remote so i feel like the door is wide open for this trail to grow maybe take care of some of the bushwhacking that you have to do you know or not or not or not you have to like
5: just keep like one section just for so people can like you just earn it
6: it's it's sections sections of it are so remote (laughs) you got to like to do some of these trail work projects that are scheduled for this season. I mean, they got to pack in on horses. Yeah. Three, three got, days, right? Pack in three
2: days on horses
6: to get to the section they yeah, want to work then, on. And then they're, yeah. you know, spend a week working on it and then they got to pack out. Yeah. Wow. So no no matter how much work is getting done on it, I mean, it's burning every year. Trees are coming down. It's it's always going to be a tough hike.
2: Yeah. And I, I think you're right, man. I think what you just said is, is absolutely right because, there's so many people that are really into through hiking now. They like the long distance hiking. People are aware of it. They want to do it and they want a little bit of an extra challenge. They want something more remote. They don't yeah. want to hike in the footsteps of Cheryl Strait or Bill Bryson. And they're going to go out and they're going to, and if they hear about you, they're going to be like, what? Yeah, let me email you. They're like, Clay. I want I to follow Clay's footsteps. I want to follow Clay's footsteps. And
6: that's fine. Because that's nuts, man. Because like he, he was the only one who did that that year. I wanna do that. So I think I think you're right. I well you're and right. I, I have gotten some feedback from other people that have hiked the trail that said, you know, they had kind of the same ideas after they finished the trail, like we gotta get these trails cleared, we gotta get other people out here. But then they kind of thought that maybe that would ruin the character of the trail. <laughs> but I I feel like this trail is remote enough and difficult enough that it's just gonna weed out the bozos. Yeah, the for people sure. the people that show up are going to be the ones that want to be there. Yeah, because you
5: can't. Well, I be think that first ninety mile <laughs> desert waterless yeah, exactly. stretch is probably going to be enough to send most people or, or that or that
2: three hundred mile stretch with one between paved, roads b- with that one paved road halfway That's one through road. Dirt road. Dirt road. one dirt road. dirt road one dirt road halfway through with the town ninety miles. It won't even make it whatever. to the trailhead.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Uh, I, don't know, man, I don't know, man. I don't think my I don't no, think I my Prius is going to make it. I got to have my
6: mail drop airlifted to that ranch. It's definitely not a booze cruise, and it c- at times it can feel like a survival type of hike when yeah, you're yeah. pushing through the bushes. So, I mean, you
5: say it was not a booze cruise,
6: but did you carry some whiskey? Uh, a little bit, but we, our motto for this hike was you'll never know where you're going to find your next beer. So we did weasel out a lot of beers along this hike, and that, and that was great. Very <laughs> nice. That was great, you know.
0: Sweet. That's
1: fantastic. Well, the website is idahocentennialtrail.org. The man is Clay Jacobson. Clay, thanks so much for talking to us about the ICT yeah, thank tonight. thank you so much. And, and congrats on your
0: hike.
2: We'll be back with Trips and Tips. The trail show is beer. Into your hat the trail show is back
1: all right the trail show is back and before we get into our next segment we want to talk a little bit about this wonderful idaho beer we've been drinking And i'm gonna let you guys take it away what what do we have on the table but
0: before you guys do that, i just do want to mention that pat dixon did send us beer Yep. and we're saving it for next month because our guests were so kind to bring Beer from Idaho, so Pat well, Dixon, we, we appreciate it, but we're saving it for next. Well, week.
1: Pat didn't drive twelve hours to come be on the show. That's
0: okay. <laughs> that's okay. I'm just saying. No,
2: Pat, but Pat just sent his next month for sure. Pat just sent
6: his beer on a llama across the United States. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so tell us about what we've been drinking because it's Express. been great.
6: All right, so we brought a selection of Boise beers. We got some Crooked Fence Brewing, um, Payette Brewery, Boise Brewing. And we brought some stuff from McCall, which is the town that uh, you fly your resupplies out of into the Frank Church. Oh, okay. So a little trail connection there. Uh, Wallace, which is up on the on the Coeur d'Alene River. So n- another close close to the trail brewery action. And then uh, some stuff from North Idaho. Um, we brought Selkirk Abbey. Ooh. Is and, that
1: the Huckleberry one I mm-hmm. saw earlier?
6: Uh, I think Wallace does the Huckleberry one. Okay.
0: Looking forward to getting into
1: that. I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah, we, just, your Huckleberry. we got a grab
6: bag.
0: Yeah, I love it. They're they're all yeah, different, and, and, they're and, and you know, so I was so good.
5: I would just like to point out that they uh, they brought um, big boys of all of these. Oh yeah, <laughs> these, these are not the the little little boys. No, these no. are these not are not ponies. the ones
0: you carry when you are hiking with your girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> only when you are hiking with guides.
6: Ooh, P.O.D. But it is the kind that rafters pack. <laughs> yeah, oh. for sure.
0: Can did you guys pack any beers in your resupplies? Uh, no. Oh, like cans. Oh, because then you got to. Carry them out. Did you have to carry out your cardboard? Sorry, we're going back to the trail, but.
6: uh Yeah, we packed everything out. Okay. We didn't. We didn't do fires. I mean the.
0: No, I just thought maybe if there was, uh, if they're in a ranch, maybe they'd be like, eh, we'll take that cardboard.
6: For no you. fires. No fires. I mean, if if they don't fight fire out there, so if you start one, yeah, you're gonna do two hundred fifty thousand acres of Damage. pristine wilderness. Oh, so.
1: Hey, real quick, Oops. Oops. I want to put Ben on the mic. Get, get sure. slide
6: that mic over yeah. to Ben. It's my road dog, Ben.
1: Ben. But what else? I know he didn't mention all the beers, man. You had a good handle on what was in that cooler. What what else is in there tonight from Idaho? Uh, let's, Do, let's what was see the here. one with the woman riding the bear? Uh, the, yeah, that
8: is from Crooked Fence, and that is. The forest dweller. It kind, of, kind of goes right along with uh, Axel's song earlier, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely like a death metal lady riding a grizzly bear.
5: <laughs> I love it. She's also wearing a
8: skull helmet. <laughs> <So that's> pretty, <laughs> of course. That's pretty much what we do in Idaho. Yeah. So, talk to
0: us about the artwork it's on the flag. what the flag the bigger, is, isn't it? I mean, not specifically that, but all of this has great artwork. So, um, is that just part of the attitude? Well, Hammond of course. Labels <laughs> to, did
2: we buy that domain name
0: It's yet? already bought. I bought yeah, it every break. Yeah, Good I
8: job. He got .org, .edu, .gov.
2: He just dropped $100 on domain it, names. <laughs> and, Ben, what was in that? The snowboarder
1: porter?
8: <laughs> yeah, snow snow porter? Yeah, snowboarder Porter. Yeah. Uh, what a
2: an amazing name. I know, isn't that incredible?
8: <laughs> Who's that from? That's, that's from Boise Brewing. That's, okay. a, that's a fairly new one um, to us, like within the last year or so.
1: Oh, they're a new brewery?
8: Yeah. Okay. That that happens every day. They sprout like rabbits. <laughs> uh, hey, every, Same
1: in Colorado, man. Every week there's another brewery or two or three that pop up. And oddly enough, not a, not a lot of them have folded.
8: We're sending so. some more empties over. Okay, what else we got there, Ben? So we've got a Wobbly Man, which Ooh. I mean... That's why not, right? Yeah, why? <laughs> no, it's it's yeah. gonna be me I by the swobly. third segment of this yeah. <laughs> um, he is uh, He is dressed in um, fine Scottish attire. Oh, is, that, is that the
1: Scottish? Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's that
8: smoke
6: Scottish ale.
1: Smoke Scottish that was ale. Was How good. was that? Is that,
6: was that, that gone? Delicious. I didn't
1: even get a sip,
8: man. Oh, oh, I passed it around. Oh, That yellow. was delicious. If Actually, you hold this up that was completely really upside good. down, you might be able to you might get, get some. a drop. <laughs> completely upside what, what else, down. What else we got there in, uh, in the grab bag of brews? <laughs> All right, so the oh, next God. one here. Next item up for bid Thank is you. Chapter Two Fire on the Mountain. Ooh. And this was bar- some barley bar- yeah. wine. Has that one been cracked?
3: Yeah, it's uh, right here. Oh,
1: sweet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those, bar- 11%, 11, those barley wines are deadly. You got to watch out. But yeah, I, I'm impressed. We got to get a shot of their cooler. These guys, yeah. you know. It, empties. It's a proud trail show tradition that we force our guests to bring us beer. And these guys delivered by a factor of 100. Ben, thanks for really taking us through be. that showcase
8: of Idaho <laughs> beers, man. I appreciate no, it. No problem. Don't forget, it's the Idaho Challenge. The, All, we, the whole cooler has to be <laughs> drained. If by the end of the night,
1: if that happens, we're all going to be wobbling.
2: Everybody's going to be sleeping downstairs.
0: <laughs> then you are going to have an Idaho hangover. My boy, yeah. my boy's is going to wake <laughs> we, up at six. In we the don't morning. have those in
1: wait, Idaho. Wait,
2: if you guys with the attitude, hold on. <laughs> <a second>. Time <laughs> oh, out! Time out! Okay. If you, if everybody who's sitting outside tonight sleeps downstairs, you are going to be woken up at six in the morning by my son watching Frozen. Okay. that's why I always <laughs> pack heat. And so just, just <laughs> be warned, just be warned, there will be a four-year-old watching Frozen videos by himself... The At in full volume, room. sounds At like you guys volume. might want to sleep out here At on six the deck. Good yeah. and that there, well there's a big tent yeah, right there, a gigantic tent. Uh, that's a, true. We're going to talk about that tent later room? tonight. <laughs> yeah. Later tonight, because that's that's a fantastic tent, and all of our trail show listeners need to be aware of the tent that is its own. Okay, backpack. let's keep going, Dilo. Let's talk yes.
1: about trips. Oh, yeah. yeah, have you okay. done any this past month?
2: Well, I, uh, I did a trip today, which I I, I think Pod was aware of because. Pictures of it were posted on Facebook unbeknownst what? to me yeah, unbeknownst you to me. were wearing a baby, yeah, so I hiked about two miles today with a twenty pound baby on my chest front packing front packing with the twenty pound mm. baby, and the twenty pound baby for the entire two miles was basically like this. <laughs> Uh, you Dino's can't see it, uh, but he's basically. A, he's doing a starfish. Yeah. 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 My, my, my 20 pound baby, who's upstairs sleeping right now, was so excited to be out in the woods looking at people's dogs, looking at people being out in nature that the entire time his, enti- his whole body was in the starfish position <laughs> with his legs, you know, spread and his arms spread. And he was just like, ah! He's ah. a happy kid. He's he a happy a, kid. He was a happy kid. And, uh, Are you
5: sure that was happiness or was there maybe some terror going on there? Because there ba- he was just like imagining you tripping.
2: Or maybe no, he was pooping. The only terror was um. when the dogs licked his feet.
5: <coughs> was, was there any <coughs> of that duo?
2: No, not until we turned around. Uh, to, to Leo, my older son's credit, we had to turn around because it was getting close to lunchtime and we had, you know, it was like a mile in and a mile back. And Leo was like, oh, let's keep going. I want to run up the hill. And we're like, dude, we got to. This, this, the other kid needs to nurse. Leo was we like, what, an out-and-back? I only do loops. Yeah, he was yeah. like, we got to keep going. <laughs> we got to keep going. So uh, next time, I think we'll, next time we might try for the three-mile loop with, with Leo and see if Leo can do the whole three-mile loop.
5: I mean, you could also just put some bricks in his backpack, weigh him down or a some chains. Bit. You won't be so he, into he going up that hill He then. didn't
2: have a backpack, so he would just have to be carrying bricks. And uh, oh. he, he didn't want to carry bricks today. He was carrying his bucket and his shovel.
0: Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah.
1: As I'm you high do high. on a two-mile yeah. yeah. front, hey, back. you know.
2: <laughs>
0: I, I went on a trip today.
1: Oh, yes. yeah. That's right. This Hi. is fresh off the press.
0: Fresh off the press. I went up Mount Falcon. Whoa. Yeah, not that. Ah! Ex- yeah, not that exciting. But
2: um, were there a lot of people out?
0: Oh my god! You know, <laughs> actually, the the trailhead was packed. People were packed on the, or parked on the street. I went with um, uh, Apache, MeHap, and our friend Simon. Didn't somebody
1: write a letter about me, Hap, on a previous yeah. trail show?
0: And apparently Simon's trail name is Wafer because he's so skinny. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, we, we went up Mount Falcon together, the four of us, ran into an old friend professor, which is random. I always run, run into him at different places. And the parking lot was packed, but it, it didn't feel like there were as many people on the trail as what was parked in the parking lot. So
8: hmm. They were okay. probably all
1: lost.
0: Maybe, yeah. yeah.
1: Did you see any falcons?
0: No, we did see some birds diving, but they weren't falcons. They were much smaller.
1: That's a little disappointing for the Mount mal- uh, falcons. Are, are you know. sure they weren't baby falcons?
0: Maybe. Maybe they were baby falcons. Let's but just pretend. They didn't seem skilled enough to okay. be...
1: Special, any trips this past month?
5: Oh, man. I, you know, I actually had three days off, which is a miracle considering that I'm still managing this brand new restaurant, but uh, it... It r- was just pouring the entire oh, three days. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Those man. three days, right? Yeah, so I, I I just got to clean my house and do laundry and chores. So it was
2: great. Get caught up on your sleep. And those three <laughs> days I could wish. have been any three days in the last month. It's true. <laughs> uh, Clay, how about you, man? You done any hiking in the last uh,
1: couple weeks?
6: I, month? Get, I usually get uh, like two times a week. Get out, go out and get a night hike in out in the Boise foothills. Really? We got... We got cup like 100 150 miles of trails out right outside of Boise. Good grief. Is there any so, uh, yeah.
0: mega fauna or mega mega fauna? Yeah, mega fauna danger out there in like the foothills? <laughs> yeah.
6: Mega fauna. <laughs> uh, there's cougars. Okay. Occasional bear, but
0: so not hiking's it's not a problem out it there. No, no, no. Okay.
5: Do you just take care of the cougars by throwing like really oaky chardonnay at them, or <laughs> 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 no? He straps raw steaks to
6: his back and hikes without a headlamp. No, I, he actually just, uh, <laughs> I actually cruises around. I actually hike with my technique. American bulldog. So Ooh, oh, there you go. There she it holds is. it Down. Yeah. Sweet. Shout out to Ziggy. There you go.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah. So, Disco. Any God.
2: trips? This you know not, what have you been up to, man?
1: You've
0: done some <laughs> forestry trips that have included hiking.
1: Yeah, a lot of cross country, but I was on the clock. I was in uh, Gamble Oak, which for those that don't live in Colorado, it grows between, say, three feet and eight feet high. Um, It will scratch the out of you, and you just kind of have to plow through it with both arms in front of your face and hope for the best. Kind of like the ICT. Well, I hope hope they don't have (laughs) Gamble Oak on the ICT. That stuff is horrible. There's other stuff to plow through on the ICT, right?
2: If if I may miles <laughs> half-eaten elk carcasses. And if so I may jump out. ahead, to please. I'm going to throw out a uh, a bonus trail tip of the month, which I heard many years ago. Three, two, one, one. Go when, ahead. When you're walking through the woods at night, walk through the woods at night with your arms in front of your face. Why? The whole time. That seems a little. It it seems a little crazy, oh, and I think the person so who told me this was a little uptight. But if you do <laughs> th- if you do such a thing, if you do such a thing, when you can't see that uh, giant branch, branch that's in front of your face, your arms will hit it rather than your face. Three, two, one, one. Bonus okay. trail tip Clay, of the month:
1: Clay, is that how you roll out in those trails
6: outside of Boise? Uh, the The trails outside of Boise are high desert, so there's no trees. Oh. And just you could there. also just
0: Easy. wear like one of those uh, umpire masks.
6: <laughs> <All right. laughs> boom, boom, bam. Like, like Silence of the lamb style? Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> For your trip so to I- the 300 mile Frank Church I- where you've got to hike at night because you're running out of food, you wear an umpire mask. <laughs> so I actually... Extra uh, bonus trail tip w- of the week. One of the
5: first trail tips that I ever figured out on my own when I was doing a shakedown hike. Wait a minute, wait a minute.
7: Oh god.
5: Okay please continue. Okay so uh, I was hiking a trail at night and there was lots and lots of cobwebs that kept crossing oh, the trail yes. Ooh, yeah. So I just took my trekking poles and I put them I like took the loops and put them on my hip belt yeah and then I took a little tiny piece of pea cord and I tied the tips together so that they were, they were like hanging forward in front of my face. Yeah, and then I just hung, like, tied that to my backpack. It looked really goofy, <laughs> but I didn't have to hold my arms up the whole time, oh, and yeah, it just like call. it just sort of pushed away all of the uh, all of the the cobwebs.
2: Wow! I like
0: it.
5: It was great.
2: <laughs> Anyone
6: else? With C- Clay, you got any trail tips, bonus man? Bonus trail tips you got the the a monster. tip? Uh, yeah, I can. All right, hold hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Hiking with uh, Silence of the Lambs or Hockey Mask in the wilderness makes all on-trail interactions surprisingly <laughs> pleasant. <laughs> 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 Keep, keeps the cobwebs at bay. <laughs>
1: P.O.D., anything you want to throw in?
0: Well, if you want to talk about branches yeah. and webs.
1: Yeah? What about them? I then? got a tip. No, go ahead. Make. Oh right, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Continue, please.
0: Make your hiking partner hike in front.
2: Oh, oh. so that's why.
1: That's wh- okay. Please, D-Lo, quit hitting that button. I've had it, man. Quit hitting that button. Ben, ben, you got any? Uh, you got any trail tips over there? You got any, anything good you want to throw out there? Uh, yeah, number one. Wait, wait, wait hold on.
8: <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead, please. Get a grizzly bear. Get a harness for it. Get a scantily clad metal chick. Okay. And a skull cap. Yeah. And uh, that pretty much will just plow through anything. That's no your, big deal.
1: And you can make a bear label out of it.
8: Well, and, and you don't you don't have to worry about other bears because you're pretty much riding a giant bear. Yeah. All right, perfect. Dilo, was there
1: an actual trail tip that you were going to do this month? Something about putting your children <laughs> on the rooftop <laughs>
2: carrier of a Subaru no, for more no, efficient no, no, no. space management? That, that was all you guys. I had That was not my trail tip of the month. My trail tip of the month. If so there's an official one. <laughs> So I am about to go camping next weekend with my six-month-old son, who has never been camping before. My six-month-old son is probably about twenty inches long, right? He's a little short what's, creature. What's that in metric? It, it's just under a meter. Okay, <sighs> maybe a half meter. Point nine. Yeah, call it. Say that. less than a meter. Yeah, less than a meter. My my boy is less than a meter in length, right? I can't put him into a four-foot-long sleeping bag, a five-foot-long sleeping bag. He would drown into the sleeping bag and probably die, which would be really sad because then we couldn't enjoy the music festival that we're going to next weekend. Ah. So. Burning Man? Plus, he'd be dead. Sorry. Yeah, we're going out to Burning Man in Idaho. Uh, it's, it's called the Idaho Burning Man. Have you guys heard of it? Okay. If not, I'll talk to you about it during the break. So, the trail tip do of the you, month do you is. I know what you mean. Yeah. Because this child is too small for a real sleeping bag, I am going to stuff him into my down jacket. And my down jacket will be his sleeping bag, because I, being a short male, as P.O.D. will attest to Very countless times... Very <laughs> short. Almost like a hobbit. Have hairy enough. <laughs> hairy enough, for <laughs> sure. ...has about a three-foot torso. You should see his back. And my down jacket is probably, at most, two mm. or three feet long. So therefore, my, I will be stuffing my six-month-old child into my down jacket as his sleeping bag. Rooftop now, carrier? No, no rooftop. No, we're not going to put any infants in rooftop carriers. We're not going to put any 4 year I don't see why not. Carriers. I mean,
5: you give him a little brandy and put them up there and they put, put the jacket crazy. on. Baby, are you oh, suggesting sleep, D'Lo give his six-month-old some brandy? I mean, it's been done for Doesn't generations. Doesn't
1: everyone do that with their
3: sister? You things? see, pudding pop, I don't think you need the tell a pudding pop if you got some of them little brandy on the little nub-nub or suck. suck. <laughs> hey,
2: guys. Hey, guys. Can we bring it back to my truck? Sorry. Yeah, so, yeah, sorry. Thanks for whacking the back of tears. So basically, six-month-old baby, too small oh for a real God. sleeping bag, put him in a down coat. He won't drown. He won't fall into it and suffocate. And he will probably be pretty damn warm. I used to do the same thing with Gimpy.
1: All right, that's it. No more trail tips this okay. month. That's uh, oh, and I had a good one.
2: <laughs> do, do you have one? No, I, I okay, okay. No. He just wanted that music one more time. All right, no.
1: let's move on. It's Dilo's favorite segment: iTunes Top Five.
2: Are we still doing this?
1: Nope. I actually don't want to do it this month. So all
0: right, let's not do it.
1: Let's see what's next here.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was
1: a, such a fast segment. <laughs> that was
2: great. Dude. A I, turn. I'm
0: not <laughs> trail tra- tra- media.
1: I got a f- I got a feeling we're going to spend a little bit of time on yeah. uh, Delo's book review. Oh, so I tell you what. Hold on. Yeah.
2: Can we take a break?
1: Let's head to break with the song stylings of Pat Axel Dixon and his latest hit, Gila River Blues.
4: got the Gila, Gila, River Blues. I got the Gila, Gila River Blues. Mm-hmm. Stepped into the water, soaking my toes. Got the snow lake. My shoes done froze, I got the Gila, Gila
5: Grab a brew, the trail show is back.
1: And that song you just heard was Pat Dixon's latest Gila River Blues. I love it. We're actually going to put the full song at the end of the show. So, after you hear the show end, keep listening. Stay tuned. You'll get a little... Diddy.
0: Today's broadcast of the trail show is brought to you by the Continental Divide Trail Coalition, a 501c3 national nonprofit organization formed by passionate members of the trail community such as those sitting right here at this table and working to be the leading voice in advocacy, stewardship, and protection for the CDT. CDTC invites you to their website www.continentaldividetrail.org to learn more about how you may support, participate, and share their efforts to protect and promote the Continental Divide Trail. And I'd just like to add that uh, Miss Liz Snorkel-Thomas will be doing a talk about the uh, Continental Divide Trail, best hikes on the Continental Divide Trail, on Tuesday night at the Colorado Mountain Center in Golden, Colorado at 7 p.m.
1: And we might even get this show out
0: before, before Tuesday yeah, night. Will. So will. this I might think.
1: even be current information, d I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it, too. Okay, so P.O.D. and I had the pleasure of going to the Mont Bell store in Boulder a couple nights ago for a CDTC event where author Cindy Ross, author of Scraping Heaven, gave a talk about her journey on the Continental Divide Trail. So back in the—actually, P.O.D., you'd be better telling this story. So
0: basically, she, uh, she met her husband on the PCT. She did the AT in two years, the PCT in two years. Uh, because of injuries, and then they got married, and they had kids, and then they were like, "Well, let's see if it can work." And they did the Colorado Trail first with llamas and kids and kids. So the youngest was in diapers. They had uh, a couple pack llamas, and then a kid carrying llama. But they had diapers. I mean, they had cloth diapers, and they had to deal with that. But they did the whole Colorado Trail in one season, and were like, "Okay, this can work." So then it took them about five years to do the entirety of the CDT with kids and llamas
1: in the 1980s
0: yeah in the 1980s nobody
1: was hiking the cdt in the 1980s with or without llamas period
0: especially (laughs) not with kids and no one's done anything like this since we've met some families on the cdt and i know there's been families on the pct and the at but kids have been older and you know not with llamas i mean starting when your kid is in diapers that is that's pretty hardcore
2: speaking as somebody who has kids in diapers No, thank you. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) no, thank you. I I I mean, I
5: will say though that you know you think back to like evolutionary time, of course, and like
2: that's what we did. We We traveled around with our kids, but but that's like
5: in the modern era. That's pretty Judy. daunting of a thing to do, right?
2: That's what we did when you know there was a, a war. Well, I, I mean that's what we did when we didn't <laughs> there have was another no more option. Food, yeah. or the there was a tears. drought, yeah, exactly. or the ice bridge was about to melt, and we uh, wanted to. I get guess to what the I'm world, saying is that is know?
5: that they are they are more hardcore than anybody in the modern era.
2: You'd have yeah, to go back sure. to
5: the cavemen
1: yeah, to find dude, anybody yeah. that hardcore. Their
2: level of hardcoreness is prehistoric. It's okay.
1: prehistoric hardcoreness. Well. Back to this book in Cindy Ross, if I can. (laughs) Okay. So we have a signed copy of Scraping Heaven here, and we want to give it to a lucky trail show listener. If you want to win this book, you have to answer one single question.
2: And you have to be the first one to answer That's this correct. one single question. And, and you, you have to pass, post it on the Book of Faces.
1: And what we're going to do is we're going to put a little post on our or Facebook tweet. page. Can they tweet to us? No no, no t- tweets. Facebook, no Instys. No Pinterests. No, uh, what else are the kids doing, d Snapchats.
3: Bumblebee. No Snapchats. No, no Hipchats. Chats. No WhatsApps.
4: Okay.
1: None of that crap. you got to go on to the specific Facebook Post that we throw <laughs> up on our. So not even a, not even a vine. No, no, no vines. Lines. No, no, no I mean, tumblers. No my humblers.
3: Space? No, no my spaces. Okay, my let's get to it, people. Particularly Come on. No the question.
1: The first person to post the correct answer to the following question will win this po- signed wait, wait, wait. copy post post of the book.
2: The qu- post the answer to the question. Where on the Trail Show Facebook page? Thank yep. you.
1: underneath the post showing the picture of the book okay and the other rule is that the listener has to live in the continental United States because our we don't have a big budget for shipping okay the question is (laughs) who was the first woman to through hike the continental divide trail if you are the first person to post the answer to that question we will send you the signed copy of Scraping Heaven from Cindy Ross
2: yep there it is
5: there it is okay
2: Boy, that was a
1: long uh, setup just to give
5: away a book. Okay. Especially a book that that you're going to read between now and then, too. uh, And it's a book about llamas? (laughs)
0: Yes.
5: (laughs) Exactly.
1: Child-eating
0: llamas. (laughs)
5: Child-eating
1: llamas. (laughs) (laughs) Llamas wearing diapers. Now, speaking of books, Dilo read a book that he was so inspired by that his enthusiasm enveloped me like a a cloud of poo. And I... (laughs) Wait a minute, What?
5: I'm having a hard time
1: visualizing that. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I'm happy about that. I requested the book from (laughs) my local library. It's on its way. Dilo, please, what was the the book that was not about poo? Please. So if
2: I may read from the Amazon website here, 20 miles south of the Arizona-Mexico border, the rugged, beautiful Sierra Madre Mountains begin their dramatic ascent. Almost 900 miles long, the range climbs to nearly 11,000 feet and boasts several canyons deeper than the Grand Canyon. The rules of law and society have never taken hold in the Sierra Madre, which is home to bandits, drug smugglers, Mormons, cave-dwelling Tarahumara Indians, opium farmers, cowboys, and other assorted outcasts. Outsiders are not welcome. Drugs are the primary source of income. Murder is all but a regional pastime. The Mexican army occasionally goes in to burn marijuana and opium crops, the modern treasures of the Sierra Madre, but otherwise the government stays away. In its steed are the drug lords who have made it one of the biggest drug-producing areas in the world. And that is the first extended paragraph from Amazon for the book God's Middle Finger, which was written by Richard Grant and is about the Sierra Madre Mountains in, New Mexi- in Mexico, which is an amazing book. Now, I read the first book, I heard about Richard Grant because I somehow heard about Uh, Dispatches from Pluto, which is a book that Richard Grant wrote about living in Pluto, Mississippi. Oh, yeah. After he moved there from living in Manhattan. Okay, so Richard Grant is from the UK. He's an Englishman. Lived in Manhattan. Very urbanite dude. Moved to Mississippi. How'd that go? It was an amazing book. You should read it. Dispatches from Pluto. Okay. Now, I read that, and then I heard I was on the Amazons, God's middle finger and I actually have always had a fascination for those mountains of Mexico the Sierra Madre the Occidental or the Oriental because I just think it's just so interesting for those mountains to rise so high from those deserts and just to come from the dusty deserts and the rocks and rise up into pinon and Juniper and and Ponderosa Pines and just get so high and just the microclimates that, that change in elevation introduces yes Disco
1: this sounds like some M. John Fahey. Sh-
2: it does. That is point number seven on the list. Oh, of I, am I am I looking point reading? Point, no, actually, air. that's point okay. that's point number f- six on my six discussion points. Or okay. point VI Point number sketch. Roman. Uh, yeah, VI sketch. Roman. Listen sketch. to show number forty-one from October, where we interview M. John Fahey and talk in much detail about. Hiking in New Mexico, visiting. Gosh, why do I keep saying New Mexico, P.O.D.? I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm belittling your people. I, I think right, it's I actually that. Like it. I, I would blame it on that barley wine. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's like eleven. percent yeah. so. all those. What was that again? What was the barley? Or yeah. all those? I, I, can I order a case beers, of that, man. All those attitude <laughs> beers, man. It's just like, man, incredible. Huckleberry wine is just. So fun. yeah, all of our listeners, if they haven't, should listen to show forty-one from October. When M. John Fahey sat in Mags' living room with us, R.I.P. Mags, and (laughs) 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 he's still alive. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you? Oh, come on. Mags Mags earned that one. Anyways, um, (laughs) all of our listeners should listen to that show where we talk about in depth these mountains, because these mountains are amazing. They are not really that far from the USA, especially if you live in Arizona or New Mexico, or Southern California, or Las Vegas, for that matter. It's They're not that far away. Disco.
1: Would you say this is one of the best books you've ever read?
2: It might well be. It might Top be. Top ten? It, you know, the first time I heard about these mountains in the southern USA, I, I think I read a book called Blue Highways by yeah. by William Classic. L- Least Heat Moon. That's is correct. Is that his name? That's, William Least Heat Moon? That's your boy. and. And the particular chapter in this book, Blue Highways, was when William Least Heatmoon drove a car up over some mountain that is known as a cloud forest. Is that the correct word? Cloud, sure. cloud forest. Yeah. <coughs> he, he drove a car up over some dirt road in southern Arizona up over a cloud forest. So. You know, these roads they're not easy. They're rough. You need high clearance four wheel drive vehicles. And if you're driving over uh, them in a for- in a passenger car That was a sky island, not a cloud a sky forest Sky Island, not yeah. Cloud Forest. Thank I think Cloud Forest is a Southern Hemisphere thing. I think yeah. Brett
1: Tucker would appreciate me correcting that. Yeah,
2: thank you, you for know. the Sky, sky Island. Island. Sky yeah. Island is actually what I meant to say. No, so sky William Lee's Teat Moon was in a car and he was driving over the Sky Island in Southern Arizona and it was on some godforsaken road that you probably should not drive a sedan on. But <laughs> A sedan? Yeah, are yeah, we I'm talking sure about was a Camry a here? It was an American car. It, I'm I'm sure it was, it was a, an American it car. It was a Ford Fiesta. It was terrible. It was terrible, whatever it was. But that's what kind of wet my appetite for these kind of mountains, and the Sierra Madre I think encapsulates that to the T in, in yeah. perfection. You know, because it's just it just rises. But what about the book, Dilo? Okay, what? so the book. So Wh- the book is about the Sierra Madre, and and Richard Grant goes in there, and Richard Grant has some balls. Okay, so he's got some balls. He's drinking beer, and he's snorting cocaine with locals. Really? He's, he's, not just, he's not just a tourist who goes back to his hotel room and drinks beer by himself in his hotel room. He's, like, hanging out at the bar... With the local guys, and he's snorting cocaine, and he's drinking <laughs> beer, and he's buying <laughs> rounds for everybody until his wallet is empty, and then he leaves when he, he when he can stand up and show that his wallet is empty, and all the and everybody's like, "You go to the bank in the wall and you get more money and you come back here," this like, and he's like, "I'm going to go do that." This sounds like some fear and loathing and type that's stuff. and that's his escape and that's his escape because otherwise, yeah, those guys might have killed him that night or drank him to death, one or the other, right? So hmm. he. He's, he's a smart guy, but he likes to hang out with the locals. And when you hang out with the locals in Mexico, you snort cocaine and you, do, and you drink a lot of alcohol. right w- Mexico, would you agree, you agree with know.
0: that? Uh, well, as a woman, I didn't have those kinds of opportunities in Mexico. <laughs> because I certainly would be dead if I had been in yeah, that situation. You would, you would. And not in a nice yeah. way. But I do have a friend who traveled extensively in South America. Central and South America on motorcycle. And I think he was in a situation where they ended up staying with a family and they got out some cocaine and they handed him the mirror, him and his friend. And they were like, oh, no, thanks. And they're like, no, yeah, you're storing Ooh. some coke. Wow. And they all had guns and they were like, all right, I guess we're going to do <laughs> some cocaine. This sure. is why Trump's
6: building a wall.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But those people want nothing to do with the USA, man. Yeah. They're okay. very content to be in Mexico. So the people of Mexico, you've got... Mexican hillbillies you've got the Tarahumara Indians you've got Mormons it's actually pretty amazing you've got a big Mormon population those Mormons man they get around but especially especially the Mexican hillbillies not like that P.O.D. I know this book is all about the Mexican hillbillies I mean it's like these people live in the mountains of Mexico and they want nothing to do with the government the police go there occasionally they want nothing to do with them and, and that kind of brings me to my next point, which is there are just centuries and generations of vengeance and violence. Mm-hmm. So the Mexican hillbillies, if, if you sleep with some other Mexican hillbilly's wife, he or has sister to, or sister, yeah. he has to kill you. S- same thing. He yep. simply has to kill you. <laughs> and if he kills you, and if yeah. he's successful in killing you, then somebody on your side has to kill him. And then, if that, that somebody makes, it. It makes sense, and yeah. if that somebody on your side is successful in killing him, then somebody on that other side has to kill uh, you. This is Popula- Phil McCoy. Pop- yeah. Population control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, so. it, and it just goes on for generations, and this was going on. Before there were drugs, before there was the explosion in opium and marijuana farming that happens in these mountains now because of the export to the USA drug markets, before all of that, these people were just killing each other for the, the simple vengeance of you slept with my sister, and that's not cool. Wait, wait a minute. Is this in the book? Yes. This, the book talks about all of this. The this book is... explores this in detail. I don't know if I want to read this, you got to read this. It's really amazing. Okay. Um, and what's what's really beautiful about this book is that the first couple chapters are just gonna just capture you. They're just gonna are yeah. just gonna draw you in. You're gonna, just gonna be sitting on your couch by yourself. It's gonna be one, two, three in the morning. You're gonna be sitting there topping off your scotch and just continuing to read. It's really that good. Can um, I have a snack too? You can. You, you step in your kitchen. You, put you can have some peanuts, quesadillas, chiles rellenos. Bowl, yeah, yeah. Oh.
0: So the other
2: thing that he talks about is the machissimo. And no,
0: the not machissimo, machismo,
2: machismo. Uh, he oh, right. the Ata- he's Italian. Yeah, Come on, no, machismo. Right. Hey, bowl of pasta as big as your head. There's only one eye. She's right, machismo. She also is from Mexico, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she, you're correct. She is yeah, from Mexico. Not from Mexico. Sort of. God well, love her. Well, I don't know. No. Somebody in your family
2: from Mexico. Michigan, which yeah. is very far from Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with same letter. True. The man. machismo, man. And <laughs> by the end of this book, Richard Grant is so <laughs> damn fed up with the machismo. He's yeah. pissed off. He mm. fucking hates it, man. He fucking hates the machismo. He's just so man, I, That's a lot of bleeping I'm going oh, to do. Oh, it's only two bleeps. Demo. Come you, on. Okay. The machismo. And it, it's, just, it, it's just awful. I mean, it's just awful. Because the machismo leads to the, to the violence, which leads to the vengeance, it's which true. goes on forever. And it's just mm. like, if you could just let it go. It's like, so what if that dude slept with your sister? Who cares? I mean, it sounds to me like they could do
5: one of those deals where all the ladies are just like, hey, I'm not going to sleep with anybody until you all stop killing each other. Ooh, because they do hold the power at the end of the day. I
0: mean, say what you will. But but, but that's putting an undue like an unfair responsibility on the women saying, I like, disagree like women okay so all the women <laughs> need to get together and be like okay no more sex until oh, you guys figure not, I'm out not Which is right. I'm not their saying it's a good solution it's not their fault that's the thing it, w- it would
5: it would probably work
0: it would but we're asking women then to control the actions of the men who need to control themselves i i, yeah.
5: understand I, what you're saying. I totally agree with you
0: yeah. yeah and i mean that is the only way that it would work honestly
2: but this book was just absolutely <laughs> amazing cuz it, it the explored women all of these things all of these things about that happened in this Amazingly beautiful section of the world. I mean, mm. I think the Sierra Madre are just pro, and I've never been there. POD, you may have been there. I don't know if you have. I haven't. Um, it's just, I can't, it's in English, it means the Mother Mountains, and it's just probably amazing because you've got these high mountains rising up to 11,000 feet that rise up from, you know, the edge of the Pacific, from the, the Mexican Altiplano, and and they're just forested. They've got, and you you get up top, and it's just monstrous ponderosa pines and pinon and juniper working their way up to the ponderosa pines, and then you've got springs. And these mountains are responsible for a lot of the water that flows down, and then cause and then fuels the the um, the farming legitimate or illeg- illegitimate farming that happens.
1: Having read this book, um, Di Lorenzo, would you recommend that trail show listeners go to this place?
2: You know, I think I would have to recommend that you listen to Show 41 to get, yep. to get that insight from M. John Fahey. Yeah, I agree. Who, when he talked with us, has been there many times. And that kind of leads me to my last point. Is it really that dangerous? Hmm. It's tough to say because, you know, I, I, I started off this segment with reading the review from Amazon and i read a lot of the readers uh, not a lot but probably 5 to 10 of the top ranked readers reviews on amazon and some of them were for people that live in mexico mexicans and they said it's not that dangerous why the, or or it is that dangerous if you're like richard grant in your snort and you're snorting cocaine with the chief of police in this little Mexican town. Like, why <laughs> wow. are you doing that, Richard Grant? That's not a good idea. Yeah. That sounds like it's a little dangerous because those guys are very machismo. And very, you know, you, you put a little cocaine in those guys at midnight after they've had like 15 beers. And uh, suddenly they, they're everybody, everybody, Sam. Yeah. And everybody's got guns. Like, what yeah. do you think's going to happen? Right? Like, you're the gringo in the room. What do you think's going to happen? So, yeah. Some people are like, Richard Grant went out looking for it. I don't think it's that dangerous because I live in Mexico City and I went there and and went on a birding vacation and we drove our Jeep up into these crazy mountains and everybody was super friendly. So I think it's a little, if I may paraphrase the late Paul Magnanti, uh, a little (laughs) little six of one, half dozen of the other. It's kind of like, yeah, it could actually be that dangerous if you go out and drink beer in the bar till one in the morning with everybody. And it could not be if you don't. So,
6: <laughs> so you're saying go to the mountains but don't throw any gas on the fuego? Probably. Ooh. Probably. Ooh, nice.
2: Especially if you're a gringo and your yeah. Spanish is okay. <laughs> and probably solina. don't sleep with any of their wives or daughters. Yeah, don't do that, dude.
0: Now, you know, I've had a few friends that have traveled in Central and South America, male friends and I tell every single one of them, do not
2: sleep with anyone in a small
0: town. Yep. Okay. So that <laughs> concludes my
2: review <laughs> of Richard Gant's book God's Middle Finger, which focuses on his travels in the Sierra Madre, which is an amazing read. I would encourage you to get it from your local library and read it. It's so fast. You will find yourself sitting on your couch alone at 3 in the morning. It's even not, faster if you get some Not coke. wanting to put it down. <laughs> yeah. I
1: can't wait to read it. <laughs> All right, Petey, we get some letters this
0: month? Yes, we got some bad bologna. <laughs>
1: what? bad bologna. A
0: couple, couple slices here. All right, what do we got? I'll fry it up. Make a bologna sandwich. What up? Oh, this is from mm-hmm. Nate, by the way. Nate. What up? Okay. Yes. I'm a long-time listener of your podcast and have only just gotten around to listening to the second installment of the Tierra Roa Trail episode. I just want to jump in and defend... Wait a minute.
1: Are we still talking about I that? I know.
0: I know. Let's just... We'll, we'll just get through this. Okay. I just wanted to jump in and defend European hikers a little as you guys, in parentheses, P-O-D, two exclamation points, talk so much what? smack about us, it's only fair. First of all... New Zealand is a gap year destination, and most of the hikers you met with massive packs and staying in huts would almost certainly have been normal backpackers out on a gap year, work abroad abroad trip, not hikers. It's unlikely that you would find heaps of European hikers in a destination such as New Zealand. It's largely considered a tourist trap full of college students living off mom and dad's money, Hmm. doing a few tramps along the way.
1: So, wait a minute. He's, he's saying that all the Europeans are Trustafarians yes. that are living in the And with I'm going to address, he has money. a couple
0: points. I'm going to address these in a second. Yeah, I'm just trying to follow, yeah. and
1: I'm already a bit lost. He's Go He's saying
0: ahead. everyone in, in, in New Zealand is on gap year, not backpackers.
1: Actually, I believe that for the most part.
0: I have been, but not really as a hiker, certainly not a through hiker. He's saying he's been in New Zealand. Okay. Right? Second of all, we do have our own lightweight gear manufacturers, and we're not. We're smart enough to go online and buy stuff from, U- from the USA online. It's 2016, guys.
1: Does he live in Europe or in New Zealand?
0: He lives in Europe.
1: And he's, saying they he's from the UK. And he's saying they have ultralight gear manufacturers? And
0: that, that Europeans are smart enough to buy that stuff, and if they can't find it, they'll get it from the US. Now I'll dr- I'm going to address that in a second. Let me finish I this see letter. any... Let okay. me finish the letter. Please. I know Americans have that bad attitude or attitude as he might say. <laughs> we're the we're <laughs> We're the best the rest attitude. But I wanted to put y'all straight. Otherwise good sh- keep it up. So so what's his beef? His beef is that he thinks we were bagging on European hikers. So let me address that. I I have hmm. I I have gone on record to say in the second episode I talked about how when I first went to New Zealand I was like, "Oh god, all these Europeans with their giant backpacks." And I was humbled by that. And I talked about that in the second episode. Well, yeah,
1: they hiked faster they than hiked we did. They had more fun than we did. That,
0: and that's the more important part. They exactly. had more fun. So, so there's, there's one thing. I, I did say stuff about the giant packs, but in the second episode, I talked about how my attitude about that had changed. So there's that. The gap year thing, I don't know who this guy is. He said he has been to, to New Zealand, but not as a thru-hiker. So let me just tell you, I have been to New Zealand as a thru-hiker. And the Europeans that we met were thru-hiking. They were not on gap year.
1: And none of them had ultra-lightweight and gear from ultra-lightweight ultra-light- manufacturers gear. in the UK. Which That's a,
0: correct. And
1: I don't even know of any other than Rab. I, I mean, yeah. maybe I'm just out of so, touch.
0: So he's, he's, he's insinuating that the people we met were not thru-hikers. Well, I can tell you, Nate... That we were through hikers, and we did talk to the people that were around us, and they were also through hikers from Europe. They did not have any ultralight gear, which is fine. Sure. And I'm not saying that Europeans are not smart enough to buy ultralight gear, and I also mentioned this on show number two, which he said he just listened to, that the reason Europeans don't have ultralight gear from the U.S. is because it's very difficult to buy ultralight gear from across the ocean because you can't try on backpacks, you can't try on all these things, you have to order them. The shipping is cost prohibitive. And then if it doesn't work, you got to pay to send it back.
2: So, may, I, may, if I may. Please. Yes, you may. I think that the ultralight hiking is a very cultural thing. Yeah, it and, is. And I, and I think it's an actual American cultural thing. It's an American institution. It's one of the things that makes me proud to be an American. <laughs> if I may say so in a little bit of jest and a little bit of seriousness. Because I have traveled outside the USA. I've done hiking outside the USA. And I have seen what you guys have re- or are, are, have seen where a lot of people have big monster leather boots and carry 60 pound packs to go on two day hikes. I have seen that and I have seen people in the USA and I've seen people in the USA do that, you know, uh, here in, in Colorado or, or, or New Hampshire, or wherever I have lived over the years. And I, I, I think that the the lightweight backpacking culture is kind of a technological innovation that has developed in the USA from the likes of Ray Jardine pretty much sure. ray, pretty much 90s. Ray Jardine who was an american who decided to do this and wrote books about it and profited from it and got the word out and that's where it came from and that's why when you go to places like new zealand you see people carrying big heavy packs because they haven't heard of ray jardine he, his book didn't get marketed in the UK right. in France it wasn't translated into french it wasn't translated into german because there was just no money to do that yeah, and, yeah. No, and I think there's also something to be said for the fact that
5: they you know europe has sort of a long history of mountaineering um, culture and and they have their their styles of how they like their gear and things built from that. Exactly. And it, and it, it, it is a, is kind of a separate line from American distance backpacking and the lightweight gear that is sort of come right. from that culture. And
0: I just want to point out that a couple of things. Number one, if people want to carry big, heavy packs, do I, it. what I learned in New Zealand is that who cares? Yeah, like exactly. I, I definitely used yeah. to make fun of people for carrying a big pack, but I will never do that anymore because... Those people that we met were having so much fun. They were having such they were having the time of their lives. So that taught me something about
1: including the British couple. Hi, Matt and Bella. Yeah, that were hiking with a nine pound tent and. Freaking loving the hike. I'm yeah. not kidding you. They called it the whale. Yeah. Well, we're gonna. It was a nine pound. This is my car camping tent. Is half the weight of their through hiking tent.
2: We're gonna talk about a tent that might rival <laughs> there. Oh, oh, oh it, it wasn't tent. as tall as that one. That was. Sheila, but shortly, but it did yeah. have
0: separate rooms, so that was kind of cool. It but did anyway, have separate rooms. So, so back to Nate's letter. I just want to point out, Nate, that if you're going to call and complain to me personally, you need to have your ducks in a row. So, if you did listen to episode two of Te- Tero, you would have heard that I did admonish myself for making fun of people's packs in show number one. And, also, the people we met with Giant Packs were not on Gap Year. They were through hikers. And, we no, didn't see any lightweight gear. So, I don't know. We just based it on what we saw. You talking.
1: know, I think Nate's right. I think we all have just bad attitudes because we live in God's
0: country. That's right. We're all voting for Trump at this table. <laughs>
5: But most importantly,
2: all those people I mean I'm gonna vote for
5: Trump and then I'm gonna go shoot myself in the face, but you know, <laughs> but most importantly, <laughs> all those you? people all How those people you, with the
2: superweight, super heavyweight packs, we're having a good time. That's right. Hey you know, I you don't it. have to be I ultra
0: light that. to be ultra fun. That's right. I yeah, thought yeah. <laughs> you need five. Or you wait a minute.
1: That's a bumper sticker. On the other hand, <laughs> today
0: I was hiking with uh, Apache MeHap and Wafer, the three skinniest hikers I've ever met in my life. And we were making jokes about how skinny they were. And they were like, yeah, we're, we've taken ultralight to the next level. Why stop with your gear? You know? Makes Why not be it. anorexic and <laughs> be super ultralight? I'm going
5: to go super ultralight, and I'm just going to tie hydrogen balloons to the top of my pack. Yeah, they actually talked about
0: filling one of their lungs with helium. Well, I <laughs> figure if you, just, if
5: you just fill your – if you have like a big floating hydrogen yeah, I like balloon – that that takes a, a bunch of the weight off, yes. and then if you need water, you can just ignite some of that hydrogen. That's right. Get Instant some water. Shower. You can even use that fire to make
0: some food. Get a couple of ribs Why removed. Not? You don't need those extra hey. weight.
5: Did we have any more letters? Who needs a
1: pinky We had a letter anyway. about the
0: the, sh- the show, didn't we? That you have.
1: Oh yeah, <clears throat> I'm I'm glad you reminded me. So, letter number two comes from a hiker named Happy Hour, AKA Drew. He says, hey, Disco, just listened to your TA podcasts. They were kind of painful to listen to, especially the first one. But I think this was some of your best work. You were honest with your audience. You respected us, and I really appreciate that. And I got a good laugh when you asked P.O.D. if there was anything she would like to complain about kind of like asking a yosemite bear if there's anything in your food bag that it would like to eat <laughs> <laughs> all the best happy hour ah, i love it i
0: appreciate
2: that letter yeah. sir
0: okay now we have a letter from uh bob brokaw
2: is that his real now, name wait a minute now, is actually this his
0: name is will but it's fun to call him bob and it's bro
1: and uh, that's the brother of tom
0: tom brokaw Yes.
1: Holy moly! We really? got some real? people in high places on the this trail. Is show
2: Tom Brokaw's
1: brother who yes. wrote us a letter.
0: Yep. Hi, gang! Thanks for the shout out. No relation to Tom Brokaw. He's just what? He's just saying that to cover his. Identity. I, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Um, <laughs> for the record, Pod pronounced it perfectly on the first try, which is rare. Yeah, Enjoyed it's all the Brokaw. episodes. It's easy. I believe I may have set the FKT for listening to all of the shows, including all the bonus shows. Perfect timing to discover the shows during election season when I cannot bring myself to watch television or listen to talk radio. Yes, I even listen to The Red Tent Show. It costs less than an issue of Cosmo, and I'm certain that I got more useful information out of it. Nice. All of them were worth listening to, even the first few. Listening to four-year-old podcasts is a little like watching a movie about time travel, but without the headache that I usually get. Sorry to see Mags go. But at least with Special 41's help, Disco finally pranked someone. (laughs) Thank you, Special. (laughs) A little sad that it took 40-plus episodes, and my admiration was tempered by later listening to him dial phones for five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) But it was still worth every penny I paid to listen to it. You still owe me those five minutes of my life.
1: Wow. The end. So (laughs) I guess he didn't enjoy Trail Line. No, he did not. And let me tell you what, Bob, Bill. William, we're bringing that back next month so get ready that's right get ready
6: well i noticed all this expensive teleconferencing equipment
0: yeah
1: <laughs> that you guys added yep, yeah exactly exactly all right i tell you what let's go to break when we come back we're gonna ask a hiker with d maybe even a trail tip we'll see trail show will be back
2: Trail Show. Less gear, more beer.
1: Trail Show is back. Beer and Bandwidth sponsor shout outs, POD.
0: Thanks to you, we're back again. Diane Pinkers, Russ King Kinder. Russ
1: Kinda. That's
0: right. Craig Gully. Justin Quality no What a
2: guy. <laughs> Ingr- Sorry.
0: Ingrid hey, quality. Ingrid Girard. Gerard. David Girard. David Viddy.
2: Hey! Hey video. <laughs> video, video, yeah.
0: Samuel Emery, show name? Joshua B- Bowden, bodoin Bernie Wolf, Gummy Go- Bear,
1: Bernie, and hey, Bernie. Gr- feel it,
0: Gringo, feel it, feel it, Gringo Madness. Wait a minute, wait,
1: wait, wait! wait. You missed what? somebody. Oh, Richard Parker, <laughs> Richard Parker, did you donate money this past month, Richard Parker?
0: He's not. Mm. Don't
1: get down to boat, Richard Parker. I thought he was a reoccurring donor.
0: I think he was while we were in New
2: Zealand.
1: And then he, after I did that terrible we impression, he quit giving us money? Is that what happened?
2: Or maybe mm-hmm. we just had the shakeup in the PayPal account situation. <laughs> we did have a shakeup the other. One yeah. or the other. We
1: lost a half, of, half of those PayPal and folks. We
2: gained a bunch, a we, bunch more, man. Yeah. A bunch of faithful listeners who give us money every month. So That's that We right. continue... Recording this madness. God, god bless him. Every
1: month, Dilo, did you get any questions this month?
2: Oh, for the what? ask a hiker with Mike DiLorenzo, ladies and yes, gentlemen. Yes, I did. Uh, oh my god, I lost my paper. Hold on. Oh my god. Nope. it's the same story. D-Lo, it's oh, the same mind. story every yeah, month. Yeah, we had a couple stories. Dog ate questions. My homework question number one is actually more for Disco, king of the podcasting. What? I'm just going to cut to the meat. So I'm about to head off on another long trip. This time to try and walk across Europe from north to south. And I was wondering if you had any advice about recording audio on trail. I'm not sure what I'm going to use it for yet. But maybe video or audio clips. But I like the notes I recorded on the last trip I went on. They conveyed a lot just in tone that was hard to capture in in a written journal. When you were in New Zealand... Were you recording on a phone? Any particular apps that work well for you? And did you use an external mic or have a phone-compatible external mic that you recommend? Thanks for any help. Hope you are all doing well and getting on the trail. (laughs) Out of order.
1: All right, Triple O. That was question number one. Triple O, as I like to call him.
2: So that's a a lot, man.
1: It is a lot. But you know what? I actually replied to him pretty quickly because I thought maybe he was heading out. Shortly. Shortly. So, yeah, I I recorded the raw audio for both of the New Zealand uh, shows on my Android phone. I used the free audio recorder app from Sony Mobile Communications, which is not a paid advertiser of the trail show. I just happened to use their free app. Uh, I use that in conjunction with a small phone compatible external mic, the Movo PM10 single headed lapel condenser microphone that I purchased for $20 on Amazon. So that's it. That was my, oh, and they, it comes with a little windscreen and I highly recommend if you are on trail, you need a windscreen over any sort of audio device you're using. If you want to get good enough audio. Um, And then as usual, I use GarageBand 2011 on my MacBook to edit the raw audio, which I do for every show. That's there it. it
2: is, man. The done. technical details. Uh, all the
1: secrets revealed. I just pulled back the curtain, man. 20 I bucks. It was I my kn- whole I setup. I knew
2: that you answered that question um, ahead of time, but I thought yep. it was a good good one for our it, listeners. And here's the thing. like I we could have spent into this st- into this 100
1: time. bucks or 400 bucks or $1,000 on a better audio setup, but I didn't want to carry the weight because yeah. I was a through hiker, and I was already carrying my phone with me, and that little... PM10 microphone, I bet it weighs half an ounce. All right, Dilo. did Question you get any other? Question
2: number two. Yep. It's from TJ who wants to be a trail angel. And oh. TJ writes, as a chubby suburban dad, I haven't yet been able to experience section hiking or through hiking. In the immediate future, the closest I can get is car camping trip to Glacier National Park next month. My family and I plan to be at the park sometime between June 14th and 21st, 2016, give or take a day. I've realized this may be too early to meet up with the 2016 Southbound CDT thru-hikers, but our dates are locked in. Locked and Is loaded. Is there any way for my family to act as trail angels during our short visit? I thought we could... did. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to start that again? No, why should I? All right, sure, I'll start it again. I thought... No, wait a minute. Who thought? I thought... <laughs> okay. ...that we
1: could... You want to start that again? You, you got lost there on the I paper. I thought that
2: we could set up a cookout somewhere near the trail to feed any hikers in the area. What site within Glacier... <laughs> Wait, wait, wait! wait, wait how did that start? What site within Glacier would you recommend? When is the best time of day to set up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Do you, want, do you want Ben to read that question for you, man? No, <laughs> man, I got it. It's okay,
8: very it. adept. Okay, you know, okay. I'm, just, you it's I'm just wine.
2: working through it. I'm just working through it. This is serious stuff. This is serious. Uh, and plus, the light has gone down. It's hard to read. No, wait a minute. Who thought? I thought. Okay. How do we <laughs> inform hikers? That Wait. Who, th- who wrote this question? How do we inform hikers? That way we we'll be there. What? <laughs> 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 what charred animal meat would you recommend we serve <laughs> Any other <laughs> <ways> Listen to <laughs> the cadence?
0: <laughs> After after he's done reading, I want you to string just his (laughs) audio together. I can't. That's
1: impossible. I'm a a forester, not a magician. There's no way I can string that audio together. Hey, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa. I'm just trying to finish up over here. Okay, Okay, please. Cool out, cool out. Cool out? (laughs) Cool. Any other ways we could support (laughs) tired (laughs) and smelly hiker trash? (laughs) Tie them to a tree. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> cook, cook ocean meat. TJ in Illinois. Uh, any, well, anybody got any answers for TJ well, in I don't Illinois? even. What was the question? The question I'm is, lost. I'm so is lost. It
0: a Good time of year, and what should they do? The, just, the answer is.
2: how do you be hikers? a trail hike? How do you be a trail agent? Okay, here's the thing. On the CDT in Glacier National Park in mid June. Yep. So,
0: those dates that he has are perfect because many through hikers start around June 15th. Through Glacier, your dates are locked in because it's a permitting system, so you have to stay at specific campgrounds. And there are two routes through Glacier, by and large, so you have to go and see if the Highline Trail is open yet or not. Usually it's not, and so teacher, um, teachers, hikers are taking the lower trail. So he'd have to check with the uh, ranger station about that and find out where the road crossings are. Uh, the only the only thing is because he's going to be in a national park, there might be so you can't just like bust out a grill on the side of the road. I don't think and do your grill, and I think you have to be in a specific picnic area. Um, but there are probably some campsites that are closer to the road. I don't really remember very well what th- what that looks like, but um, you know, if you want to be a trail angel, trail angel, there's usually people that need a ride up to the border from East Glacier or West Glacier, East Glacier, East East Glacier. Um, so you could drive through there and see if there's any hitchhikers with with their thumbs out, buy, buy a through hiker a meal at one of those crappy uh, National Park restaurants. That's probably what
2: it takes because, like you, like you said, you can't just set up shop and start cooking meat on the side of
0: the yeah, road. Yeah, that's a bad, bad idea in Glacier, just yeah. FYI.
8: Just, just look for the hockey masks. Yeah, yeah. actually what you should do is <laughs> find,
0: find a baby bison and kill it.
8: Oh, Oh, too soon! Way too soon! You
0: you don't just kill
8: it right away.
5: First, you have to transport it in the back of your car. (laughs) That's right. And then, like, try to get it. And then, when the hikers are,
0: you got to massage
2: it so it's tender. And and then, then then
0: when the the hikers are eating, (laughs) you can poison them and then tie them to a tree.
8: Keep it warm. (laughs) All right.
2: I have one more question. Now, normally on this segment, people write me questions. They they send questions to me, and I read their questions and I answer them. Yep. This time. I have a question for another hiker.
1: Wait a minute. Stop the music. You're going to actually use this segment to ask another hiker a question instead of answering a question from another
2: hiker? Yeah, because this section is actually called Ask a Hiker. It's not Answer Hiker's Questions. But you know... That's not the name of the section. (laughs) You have all of the answers. The name of the section of the show was Answer Another Hiker's Questions. I would feel bad doing what I'm about to do. But because this is unprecedented, name, I know it is. It's like Donald Trump style. Because <laughs> okay, because <laughs> this section is not called "Answer Another Hiker's Questions" and instead it is called "Ask a Hiker." Okay, okay. this time I would like to take the opportunity to ask another hiker a question. Wow! Yep. Read it. I can't okay. wait. So the, the Do you want hiker, music or not? Yes. No. because yes. It's very serious. Okay. okay. It's very serious. Okay. Very. It might not be a happy question. That might be a sad question.
1: You're tipping your hand.
2: This is a question for Liz Snorkel Thomas.
1: Oh, the fifth chair, as she's known.
2: Yes. Dear Snorkel, it has recently (laughs) come to our attention that you will be writing a monthly column for Backpacker magazine called Ask a Through Hiker. No.
1: Is this true? Yes. It's true.
2: And while you have been a guest on our show many times, some may have even referred to you as our fifth chair. You may not know that we have a segment called "Ask a Hiker." And we have oh registered My. Gosh. We have registered "Ask a Hiker" as a copyrighted trademark. Yeah, the name and theme of your new monthly column is too similar to our registered trademark and our lawyers. Snorkel, I'm sorry. But our lawyers would like you to cease and desist. Oh. I'm going to repeat those two words, three words. <laughs> three words, I'm going to repeat three words, snorkel, cease and desist. I'm going to read it one more time. <laughs> cease and desist the writing and promotion of your new monthly column. Immediately. Wow. No holds barred.
1: Legal at the trail show.
2: While we encourage you and support your writing career, we feel that our established brand will be compromised by your all-too-familiar and similar publication. It is with this conflict in mind that a cease-and-desist order has been mailed to you via certified mail by our legal team, and we are hoping that you will comply with our struggle so that we can have you on our trail show next month because we could really use you as our guest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's about it. Wow. Did you send, did you wow. send, did you send
0: uh. the cease and desist letter uh, general delivery? No. Certified oh. mail. Certified,
1: certified mail. Certified mail.
2: Okay. Sincerely, the trail show legal department.
1: I got to say, I didn't know about this, and I'm a little disappointed to hear that there is some um, intellectual yeah. property infringement that's there going is. on here.
2: Well, <laughs> I, you know, we uh, to our Ginead, credit. I, I think you agree with me. I well, think you agree I with me.
5: It. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm surprised. I mean, the concept of asking someone something is just, it's so patently the trail show. I'm, I'm absolutely is the trail
0: I'm show. I'm surprised that there could be intellectual infringement on anything that d does. It's called
6: intellectual <laughs>
1: property <laughs> rights, POD.
6: I, I would say there's infringement, but... Intellectual, that's kind of debatable. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: How dare
0: you, we sir? <laughs> we do have one more question.
2: <laughs> we do. Whoa, this another? One, I, d- I did not know about this one. This
0: oh one man. is from Bobby Walters.
1: Question. Now, wait a minute. This is is D'Lo supposed to read this? How does this work?
0: You no, know, he can't read tonight. I
1: He's I ill-disposed,
0: huh? The lighting's bad. The, the font's too small. That, the barley one's too strong. And the ganja is too prevalent. So okay. I'm going to read this one.
2: Please. Wait, wait, wait. What did you just say? <laughs> Bobby <laughs> Walters. <laughs>
0: writes the bobby walters hey got a question for you so i went for a hike today and have now found three ticks in my hair my hair is super thick and long uh it's almost to my waist i grow it out and donate it to locks of love about once a year me too anyway i'm super worried now any suggestions i really don't want lyme disease and there's no way i can see a bullseye thing on my scalp help
6: Oh, this uh, you sucks.
5: need to find a friend, man. Yes, yep, Clay. You know. uh, Clay. Just Dialed. dial in
6: your timing so you donate your hair before tick season. Shave your head. That, good to go. A, that's that's a it. Wow. Shave the, well, your that's head. That's trail, that's a trail tip. <laughs> <laughs> Shave
0: <laughs> your head before tick season.
2: Well, it's a good one. Oh, where's the vine?
0: <laughs>
2: but so so but actually should be perfectly. <sighs> <sighs> <You>
7: could,
0: <sighs> Did you just take a dump? <laughs>
1: I think <laughs> I, <laughs> I <laughs> smelled something. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's that aroma?
5: <laughs> oh, God.
2: Junaid, oh over to God. you. Oh, dear. Yes, Junaid.
5: So, you know, there's actually a uh, a drug, and I cannot remember the name of it. It might be doxycycline, but I really don't recall. Talk to your doctor, but you can actually take, I think it's a one or two pill um, regimen, where if you are bit by a, uh, a tick... And you take this stuff; it's supposed to keep you from developing. What Lyme if disease. you
0: aren't bitten by a tick? Is it dangerous to take? Like if, like she's found ticks in her hair? Well, it's an antibiotic. So at this point, oh, right. okay. yeah. I mean, the court pretty oh, much okay. told
5: me I can't give medical advice, so okay. I don't really know yeah, about. Our legal or thing, thing. But, maybe uh, you know they sell that. But I, w- th- I would talk to your doctor because there are these sort of prophylactic treatments for if you have been bit to make sure that you don't develop Lyme yeah. disease. And hmm.
0: there is this thing line that you can put on your pet. But yeah. words off fleas and ticks, so maybe you just put it on yourself. But,
1: but what do we tell Bobby? It absorbs through the skin. She found three ticks, and my guess is that they were sucking blood when she found them.
0: Yeah. So well, what
1: do we tell her? She's got concerns. She's basically asking, like, what do I do now? I know I've been bit my ticks. Dilo, please.
2: Bobby. Bobby, you need a new hairstyle. <laughs> like Pod. I, I, w-
8: I would also.
5: I, I would just like to say, like, if this is a real issue. What the hell are you asking us for? Yeah, to? we're
1: the last people you want to ask. Uh, Dilo, please. Bobby. <laughs> Bobby.
2: Bobby. You need a new hairstyle.
1: Uh, d come on, man. This girl's been bit by ticks. She's worried about Lyme disease. This I know. I'm I don't know. You I mean, you've e-
2: gone on I've various... I've had Lyme disease. I've had Lyme disease. Have you? I lived in the Northeast from 2002 to 2004. Did a lot of hiking. Got bit by a ton of ticks. Hmm. did a lot of m- mountain biking got bit by a ton of ticks not necessarily bit but had a ton of ticks on me got bit by a couple ticks let me rephrase why well, i just did so <laughs> there it is so what so where my you advice is minimize the body hair whether I be your your the hair coming oh, out of your you're scalp, you're to
0: talk. You're like the freaking I'm miniature man, Sasquatch. I, I'm not
2: the miniature Sasquatch. You think you're ska-squatch. crazy? You're crazy. You're th- you're confusing <laughs> That's me. That's the Bali wine talking, bit. You're confusing band. me with our guest, who's always on the trailer show every month to my dismay. Scotch? And, yeah, Squatch. Scotch? No, or scotch? no. no. <laughs> no. squatch No squash. I don't know not what to tell month. her. I mean, cut I, the cut off your hair.
0: You yeah, just I mean that's. Do it. You well, do I mean, it. I, I'm not real sure what
2: the at question the is. Is The summer, question: like What I do said.
7: I do
5: now? I have been bitten. I think so. Or what do I do in the future well, to make sure that I, I think, don't it's, have both, this I think
1: happen. it's both. I think it's both. Here's the mitigate
2: thing: mitigate the bittenness.
1: I I was around ticks a lot when I was in Virginia, and at some point during July, I woke up uh, about three nights in a row, extremely cold and actually shivering in the middle of the July night in Virginia, which is a very odd thing. And so I realized something was wrong. I went and got tested. Turned out I had Rocky Mountain spotted fever. So the first thing I would say to Bobby is, if you have any odd symptoms, you need to go get a tick test. And they'll probably tell you your insurance will cover it if you test positive or something, but it won't if you test negative. You should do it anyway. Yeah. Because anything that you can get from a tick could have long-term consequences. It's nothing to screw around with. Now, having said all that, the thing with Lyme disease, you may not develop symptoms for up to two years, time. even if the, the those ticks uh, transmitted Lyme disease. You know, last week or whatever, you can get tested for Lyme disease. And again, it's not a cheap test, but if you have concerns and there are there are ticks with Lyme disease in the area of the world that you're hiking in, which I don't know if Ohio has those I'm types sure of the, ticks. Yeah, I bet I'm it sure does. does. Um, go get go get a test. Let it's me... peace of mind. at, at, at the least,
0: you Before, before Dilo speaks, let me ask you guys another question. Do you think, because the question is also about, you know, in the future, what do you do? Do you think you could use the flea and tick shampoo that they sell for dogs on your hair and it would take the ticks out? Now, mm-hmm. Well, I mean,
5: I think the thing is, is once you've discovered that you have a tick... I mean, either you discover it in time and like there's no worries because it hasn't bitten you, or you've discovered it and it right. Has but bitten, I think
0: the issue here know? is that her hair is really, really thick, and so she feels like she can't discover all the ticks. So the question is, how do you get rid of the ticks? Let's say she's not going to shave her head. So how do you get rid of the ticks or prevent them from attaching? And I'm wondering if you use a flea
2: and tick shampoo. Oh, I no. know. I, I had that. The answer. Get them out. I got the answer, dude. Yes, below. You move further west.
0: That's true. I mean, I think yeah.
5: I think a friend and a fine tooth comb are really going to be yeah. Your, well, your and primary another closer. thing
1: that she can do and other people can do is permethrin works, but you you can't put it on your skin or your hair. You want to put it on your clothes. So you
5: know, I would say wear a hat that's got
1: permethrin, permethrin in it. Put your
2: hat, your hair in a ball. Yeah, if yeah. You're going I mean, you're if, we- if wear you're a
5: buff or something like that if you're in an area where where you know that they're around or could be around. Yeah. I mean, ideally you want them to ticks? not... Not, sure. not anywhere close to what permethrin
1: does. Well,
0: I was just thinking you could put D on your neck. Permethrin, by so the way, don't way crawl is, up is your neck.
2: natural. It's it is a natural. It's derived from marigolds, I believe. But
1: it is... It is I don't know if toxic is the correct word, but you do not want to put that stuff on your skin. Mm -hmm. You will have regrets. Yeah,
2: it it (laughs) may be natural, but it's also extra toxic. Yeah, Yeah. I mean,
1: asbestos is natural. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to go, like, putting a handful of asbestos soil in your mouth. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? All right, well, good luck, Bobby. Did we answer her question? I think so. We told her to shave her head. Three, two, one.
1: D-Lo, quit playing that sound effect, man, please.
0: Yeah. It's time for a little gear tip. It's time to do some rocking oh. out. We
1: Wait. got a little gear tip tonight? Oh, right. Wait a minute. Let's no, rock out.
2: gear review. Oh, oh. All
1: right. <laughs> we're, I hear we're throwing it over to you. Something about the kingdom?
2: O- yes. Dude, I have a gear review tonight for all of our lightweight... Backpacking listeners oh from Europe. Think, I think I see it over Ben's <laughs> shoulders
0: I actually think do. it's c- kind of hard is, to miss. <laughs> this is on uh,
6: <laughs> that guy
0: that wrote in Nate. I think that's his stand
2: over there. Ah!
6: <laughs> I thought that was an airplane hangar. Amazing! It's <laughs> what so is so
2: big? You it can stand REI. up in it. I mean, it is the it REI, REI Kingdom Four. Whoa! <gasps> <Kingdom gasps>
0: Does it also double as the
2: REI Kingdom <laughs> 420? <laughs> oh, no! oh, Colorado edition. Oh. <laughs> yes, it does. So this is the REI Kingdom 4, which is the biggest car camping tent <laughs> I have ever owned. <laughs> it's <laughs> damn ridiculous. Is that canvas? No, it's, no, not. it's okay. nylon. Okay. It's nylon. It's nylon. Okay, so this <laughs> tent comes with its own backpack. This tent folded up is so big that you have to carry it in a backpack. With shoulder straps. Just the tent. <laughs> Just oh the God, tent. I am <laughs> <Without I'm laughs>
0: a backpack without shoulder no, straps. No, you're like
2: taking it from your car. <laughs> it's the. <to> you're <laughs> taking it from your car to your car camping the stuff site. Sack which is, is like a 15 feet away. It's like 15 feet away. And this tent comes in its own backpack. <laughs>
8: Can you park a grizzly in it? Yeah. So you I think you could probably get two or three in You in could there.
2: have a couple grizzlies in there, It depends on what they're they up to. grizzly love shack. It yeah. would be to. stoked. It would be so warm. It would be like, That's oh, six feet man. tall.
5: Do you, do you suppose <laughs> if a grizzly bear was like friendly <laughs> that it would be comfortable to snuggle with?
2: <laughs> so a couple you t- grizzlies, you kids. That's a great segue like into why I had this ridiculously gigantic tent in my yard set up tonight. Getting primed for next weekend's prime camping season. The beginning of the camping season, that is Memorial Day weekend.
1: I'm sorry, keep going, please.
2: I need the biggest tent. Well, not actually the biggest tent. They make one that's a little bit bigger that has two rooms. Is that the Kingdom and Eight? Each of the it's the Kingdom Zach, 6. Zach and Buddha have that one. And each of these two rooms you can fit a queen size air mattress <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's nuts dude that's nuts. Wait, what kind of gear put the tip the, is this it's not a gear review i'm just telling you to go buy an rei kingdom 4 if you need the most ridiculously <laughs> can large car camping tent you could buy, that's not the Kingdom Six. Can I ask I mean, you? I mean,
5: I'm 6'2", and I'm pretty sure I could stand up in that
2: without
1: hitting <laughs> my head. What is the manufacturer suggested retail price of that item over there?
2: It's probably like four, $400. Oh, snap. What? The thing is, REI. It's
5: also the pounds.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I don't really know and what it weighs. It, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's about 100 square feet. <laughs> it is there's, there's tiny homes that are smaller than your kingdom four yeah God. well no it might be it might be just a touch under 100 square feet I think it's probably like so what's the mortgage on that on that sucker yeah I, I just I just rolled I just dropped it is now. there an HOA fee like on but is there an yeah. HOA fee involved? depending on the neighborhood depending okay. on the neighborhood so do you, do you do have any interview? sweet posters
1: you're going to put up in there <laughs>
2: I might, uh, I might. Oh, have maybe some, some princess posters. I will have some princess posters. Maybe some up black there. light posters. Yeah, there'll be some princess posters.
8: How much is the landscaping uh, on that?
0: <laughs> yeah, on <laughs> the the vestibule. I'm sure you're gonna do some. So nice rock that's ones. your
7: backpack, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
6: Dilo, come on, man!
1: Don't play
2: that clip. Dude, that, that's oh, all. that's all. Okay, so there that, that is. So that's, that's it. That's this that's month's like your gear man. review the rei kingdom 4 it's amazing you should buy one for you and your family or just for yourself if you need or for an entire tribe of, of people i think as well <laughs> <laughs> a All co-op right. let's say you have a co-op you or you want to start a
1: commune
2: yeah dude you know
1: you know what that music means it's a I do this is the part of the show where we end the show oh, thanks man. to everyone for tuning in today Big thanks to Junaid for guest hosting on tonight's show once again. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Thank you, Junaid. absolutely. Thank you, Junaid. A big thanks to Clay and Ben for driving down from Idaho and schooling us
6: on the ICT. Thank you, Trail Show,
2: and bringing to our thank attention you. the fact that there is a new mem out there. Is it mem or meme? Meme, meme, meme. meme. The attitude. The I-titude. Attitude. attitude. The attitude. trademark
5: Amazing. And,
1: Amazing and of course Thanks to all our Monthly PayPal donors You can always find us At thetrailshow.com On twitter.com Slash thetrailshow On Facebook Instagram And Cafe Press At thetrailshow On Stitcher Google Play And of course On iTunes You can find us Individually on Twitter I'm at L-A-W-T-O-N-G D-L-O is at D-L-O-W P-O-D Is at Is at Felicia Darkness Junaid is At Junaid Daoud And Clay Is at Idaho Centennial all right. Very good. Another trail show has come and gone, but don't despair. We'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, for the Princes of Darkness, Delo, Janaid, and Wilbur, and Ben, I'm Disco. Ciao.
2: Attitude. Dash, cho- 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 attitude.
1: Chow, attitude, attitude, attitude. Good night, t- everyone.
5: Attitude, We love you. Attitude. It's
2: got so got nice that you attitude. listen.
1: Barley wine, barley
5: wine, sexy Idaho show. Barley wine, barley wine, sexy Idaho.
2: We'll talk about bushwhacking in Idaho with all the bears. <laughs> Bill Cosby
1: and near Bill Cosby,
2: and not having quite enough food for that 150-mile section. Next month.
0: It's the Kingdom 420, y'all. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know why they didn't call it that. Uh, uh, trademarks. Uh, Jello Pudding Pop. Pudding Pop.
6: That's a show. Corp. Their
2: level of hardcoreness is prehistoric.
6: Go to the mountains, but don't throw any gas on the fuego. I don't think you need the Jello
3: Pudding Pop if you got some of them little brandy on the little nub nub sucky
0: sucky. <laughs> And today's broadcast of the Trail Show is brought to you by the Continental Divide Trail Coalition, a 501c3 national nonprofit organization formed by passionate members of the trail community and working to be the leading voice in advocacy, stewardship, and protection of the CDT. CDTC invites you to visit their website, www.continentaldividetrail.org to learn more about how you may support, participate, and share their efforts to protect and promote the Continental Divide Trail.
4: Snow Lake My shoes done froze I got the Hila River Blues I got the Healer River Blues Tumbling and stumbling Over rocks and logs it. Not even the frogs. I got the Hilo River blues. I got the Hilo. Crossing that river, searching for a trail. I feel like I'm just chasing my tail. I got the Hilo River blues. I got the, I got the, I got the Hilo River blues.